guys, welcome to Minefields. Man, I don't know what I do without these Wednesdays, doing whatever we want to do, talking about wrestling, talking about comic books, man. But uh, the the hardest part about it is keeping it the Abuelita friendly. That is true. I'd right. eat more cheese. I like cheese. I already owe you two more bucks. It's true. Man, it barely even started. No, 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 yeah, I lost the bet, so I owe you 50. And then I owe you two now. And by my all accounts, from my scribbles, because I couldn't find a pen, five... 10 13 dollars from forbidden door so your net gain from forbidden door 63, 63 bucks plus the two we haven't even finished 65 dollars guys we'd like to keep it abelita friendly here this is something we invented we want to make sure that you can listen to the show with your sons daughters whoever you want to and Know that one of us isn't going to go off the rails and end up on Howard Stern and getting fired. Enjoy the show. It won't be me. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's definitely you. You're too front facing with the uh, with the general public. Uh, I've got oh, a, with the, yeah with the, with the general public. You are correct. I've, I've got a, I've got everybody a else beside the behind the scenes. Nah. I've got a mute button that I can hopefully doesn't ever malfunction on me. Um, <laughs> until it does <laughs> in all its glorious glory until it does hey Tony you got, you got an extra room you want to be roommates <laughs> I can't afford this place no more um, now, and your roommate's actually nice what the heck yeah my roommate's awesome man like uh, freaking got all my bills paid today got plenty for the Jim Lee experience cause uh, those of you that don't know we're going hard at Comic Con in exactly three days Get those Jim Lee Experience tickets. We don't have to go two days anymore because Belanger's not going to be here. Boo. We just go hard for the uh, for the one day. Plenty of good restaurants outside of the convention. And we we are going grail hunting. We're going grail hunting. I want my I want my Weapon X, and if I that my Kryptonite's going to be two things. Full set of, I know it, it probably could happen. Full set of Sandman without issue okay. number one, and full set of Preacher without issue number one. I bet you that could happen. They'll discount it. I'm in, dude. I'm interested to see. I haven't been to a dude. I haven't been to a con in freaking maybe three years. It's been about three for me too, man. About three for me. Last time, last time we went, uh, took the family. We ended up meeting up with the uh, the family sin, and oh. freaking, we had a had a luxurious time. That must have been a most excellent day, man. Like, family sin knows their stuff when it comes to books and pop culture and just good taste and that sort of stuff. And they're not like, yeah. they're not those fan theory people that just infuriate me. No, I got you. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, no, freaking, I remember that's where I got my uh, Mr. Miracle t-shirt it's the only thing I fun fact I have never actually bought a comic book at a con and oh boy do I plan on changing that this week yeah I actually uh, transferred to my petty account so once that's done like I've got I've got enough for food and gas for the next week and a half <laughs> for the <laughs> We can have, and even then, 
Okay. You're living out that starving artist lifestyle. I'm going to leave that card at home because I know I'll get tempted, but you, mm-hmm. know, you know how it goes, man. Like uh, You say that, but at home is your computer. And on your computer is that quick link. And on the other end of that quick link <laughs> is my cell phone. Marlin toys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Uncle, good old Uncle, Uncle Todd. Todd. Uncle Todd, you, you paid off all your debt. But Uncle Todd's going to come and knock and... Mm-hmm. And you're going to answer that door. Can I answer that door. And he's going to have a brand new hat for you. Do you have an Achilles heel as such? You have not demonstrated anything as such other than uh, not telling me and then surprising us on the show with some, like, New Beatles 98. Like, how did you even justify that to Mrs. Morales, man? Because that's a, that's a huge chunk. Oh, we keep that on low. Mm. <laughs> No, um, keep telling you, you get that Venmo, man. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have. But no, uh, you know, freaking. No, I definitely gotta, definitely gotta keep myself off of eBay more often. Find a lot of stuff on eBay, especially when I was uh, incapacitated for two months post heart surgery and uh, couldn't leave the house except to go walk around the uh, front yard. You know, I'd spent a lot of time, a lot of money on eBay. Got all those. Got my uh, my son all those wrestling figures. Oh, yeah, he had a whole he had a, he had a whole figure fed, brand new figure fed for him waiting under that Christmas tree. Pretty and now it's trying to maintain a a decent limit on spendable money on uh on comic books. If it wasn't for all the OT that you and I put in, we wouldn't be able to buy any of this. No. No, geez, I pulled a pulled a twelve hour day today. Shoot, ridiculous. I did too, man. And uh, <sighs> gotta be done, but still. It's funny how um, the crazy like six hours sleep, then we get to record minefields right back to it, and then we've got looking at the calendar. We've got Jeff's birthday coming up. Oh yes, yes, this is true. Which is the same night as Candace's housewarming party. Yes, yes, this is true. And then we've got uh, so right so this weekend we've got Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm meeting up with uh, at old uh, Castle Grimm to finish recording some uh, promo uh, videos for um, Square Circle Pro for him and just for his bios in general and his intros. No, no, it's Fourth, Fourth of July. Like I don't, I don't know what you're doing, but I'll be at the folks' house. The next weekend we got Jeff's birthday, Candace's housewarming. Then next weekend we've got. Um, New Era. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. That it is. But worth it, man. Like, uh, like um, I tell uh, my colleague the other day, she's like, man, I hate, I freaking hate coming in on Mondays. And I'm like, well, I can understand. But you ever had, like, you know, a consistent 48 hours of not answering to anybody? other than yourself, with your best bud the whole time, uh, recording, filming, seeing a bunch of people beat the crap out of each other, and then have to come back like this, it's a, it's a crazy temptation. Like, screw this, I'm just gonna, just gonna work the wrestling business forever, because you know our, our good, uh, one of our good buddies is, you know, working all the time. Yeah. Not working a shoot job. Mm-hmm. 
you'll never you'll never let me live that down. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> the baddest man in the uh, in the state of Florida. You almost pulled off the road. <laughs> you almost pulled off the road. Would have been justifiable. You know, I'm still a little naive. I'm still what three years in the business almost. Yeah, I'm, I would say I'm a solid three now. Solid three. Now uh, we got an agenda tonight. We got a lot of kick-ass. One more for the good guy. Good guy. Speaking of good guys, bad guy. I did not know this gimmick because uh, I was. <laughs> we got to get you a shot like that for a shirt. One more for Tony. <laughs> um, really, that's actually not a bad idea. Hey, we, we got. We, we've got. Write that one down. All right, one more for the one more for the good guy. Oh, uh, don't forget the last one we created. Come on. I already did. Bagging and boarding. Bagging and boarding. That's <laughs> true. We do have that one. The Hulkster's been bagging and boarding all week long for this. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be the Joster? No, 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 no. That's we definitely got to figure out a way to get sued by Hulk Hogan. Let him bang your wife. Oh, uh, that's not gonna happen. All right, we got bagging and boarding. We'll figure out who we're gonna we're gonna appropriate on that one. And then we got a uh, Abuelita friendly. Yep. Don't forget the uh, breast cancer awareness one that. I don't know if we can ever release. It's true. Gotta let things calm down in society first. But you get your oh, this is officially you're the good guy now. Now the bad guy. Well, not the bad guy, the Latino bad guy, the one that's way better than the actual bad guy. Um, come on, you know what I'm talking about. You're, you 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 gave me a little bit of trivia tonight. I did give you a little bit of trivia. Fun fact. All right, time for Timo's fun fact of the week. No. Actually, that's a good idea, but maybe. Fun fact but of no, the week. Uh, Actually, fun, fact, fun fact for the week. Freaking. <clears throat> so everyone remembers the birdcage featuring Robin Williams uh, from back in the day. Um, Eddie Guerrero actually took his Latino Heat moniker from Hank Azaria's character who talked about his uh, fl- his flamboyant, and he spoke of his Guatemalan heat and his how Robin Williams could not, they could not handle it. He was barefoot that whole movie. It was great. Yep. And that is, uh, <laughs> that is where Latino heat originated from. It was wonderful. And that is Timo's fun fact of the week. All-inclusive, beautiful, wonderful man that, you know, if, if, if minefields, if minefields had to bring someone back from the dead, fix everything, resurrection machine, I would vote number one for Eddie immediately. No questions asked. First thing that popped in my head. Oh yeah, Eddie was my Eddie's my all-time favorite wrestler, so I'd be down. Love that. Eddie, a hundred percent. The time machine, like just all of a sudden, it would just fix everything. Like time with the kids. No missed anniversaries, no missed birthdays, no worrying about money. Mm. If anyone deserves that, cheers to that. Yep. Let's uh, let's give a little cheers for Mr. Guerrero. Clink, clink. Hmm. 
Yeah, man, one of the one of the true great great wrestling redemption stories. Speaking of which, now okay. back when I was a reporter, we always okay. did shots to dime bag for good luck, and it always worked. I'm talking like we got in some serious trouble after interviews, um, getting uh, freaking Randy Blythe to the stage like 30 minutes late. Oh, at, wow. at a Lamb of God show and getting away with it and driving home. Um, we always did shots. Not that I'm saying we're planning on drunken driving. <laughs> what I'm saying is is it always gave good luck. And obviously in that sort of situation, when I'm like 23 and we're going to metal shows, that's one thing. But I say that every time we ever have a drink, number one to Eddie. Always. Always. To Eddie. To Eddie. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. Do you mind filters to follow in suit? It will give you nothing but good luck because the man brought nothing but wonderfulness to the uh, the planet. and We'll figure out a good gimmick for that. Shit. We might as even freaking... I can barely get the whole word out. <laughs> I got the, la- the first one more the for first, the good guy. First part of the T, Abuelita. I am sorry. Oh man, I gave I gave it two months for I've got my freaking <laughs> giant size X Men number one <laughs> sent right to my home, Palati- my palatial Morales estate. Palatial Morales estate, eighteen acres, horses. Gotta have the horses. Yep. Pool. Pool. <laughs> filled with the tears of my enemies. Yeah, that's gonna be a great pool. Hot tub. Also filled with the tears of my enemies. It's gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> obviously, there's gonna be uh, a backup studio for me because we're gonna. It'll be the middle of the night. We gotta. We gotta film this now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I can figure out. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the basement. I'll be happy with the basement, man. No light. Build the dark room. Soundproof that. Sure. Be totally fine. Nice. I'll keep my luxurious estate, or because I I just know I'm gonna end up with a freaking Barbie girl. Now you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> as long as she lets me talk wrestling and freaking comic books, man. Um, while we're talking about wrestling. This was a huge point in contention. And I know we've been just joking around like this little bit here. But um, one of the things I've noticed backstage is that it is, and as a fan, number one, and this is not me crapping on anybody. There have been times where I've met someone and I'm like, whoa, you're short. You are nothing like you look on TV. Okay. And that's not me being a jerk expecting them to be like in and looking down on them it was just a, a frankly an unwelcome surprise i mean okay. i'm glad that they present it that way they're living comic book you know creations superheroes i want them to keep doing what they do but there has been some times where i've 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 met people and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like uh that when i met the young bucks mm-hmm. wow just uh like, it, it immediately made me worried that they didn't like me because I was taller than them. And was wearing, like, I was wearing a Walter shirt at the time. So, I, I wonder if, because it, they, they brought it up quite a bit, their their size and uh, height in their book. But oh, then, okay. 
there was times where I met like Brian Cage, where I'm like, I thought he was like, I mean, he was like six one. You're like, no, dude, he's like five eight, five nine. And then I'm like, but then I was still had that illusion of like, I was just so excited to meet him because like he was just one of my favorites at the time. But then there's mm-hmm. times backstage where I have a, a sneaky suspicion that some some of the workers don't like me because I'm bigger than them. I'm not a fat guy. I'm, I'm a little round around the edges, but I'm I'm six three and a half. And, um, Round around the edges. That is great. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't got a six pack, but I'm, I certainly don't have a giant gut, you know. Or, but uh, Booker T, uh, please take the reins on this. Uh, no, like uh, a couple weeks ago, Booker T made a comment about Adam Cole talking about how he needed to. Um, it would behoove him to put on some weight to avoid injuries and because um, the whole thing is if he got injured and he lost 30 pounds he couldn't come you know, he couldn't come back from that or it would take him substantially longer than if a guy like a Brian Cage lost their got you know was injured and lost 30 pounds that is the perfect metaphor considering the match that we just saw in Forbidden Door as opposed mm-hmm. to when Brian Cage got hurt in his championship match with a with Johnny an impact. He was able to finish the match. Mm-hmm. But only because Johnny was able to carry him for the rest. And we also had uh was it Hebner? Uh, no, maybe. No, no, it was Test. It's been a while since I've seen it, so No, it was Test. Test was the guest uh No not Test. Um Lance Other guy that, oh, it was other guy that's friends with Jericho. Wasn't it one of the Rougeau brothers? No, it was Lance. It, it was Lance. Lance Storm. Uh, it was Lance Storm. And okay. and watching the replay and while it was happening, mm-hmm. you could tell Cage was hurt. But you also yeah. knew that his good bro was going to carry him, and then whispered into Lance's ear like, "Yo, let's let let's let him have his moment. We can do this." But then yeah. what we saw with Adam Cole, like that was like um, that was a. That was a bad bounce. Like, like yeah. watching someone bounce like that, like that was upsetting. Like I've seen people fall, get the ropes, get caught, and like you know they they work it or real fast. It just there's a little bit of a snap, but the way he bounced, like that was mm-hmm. that was upsetting. Yeah, and it, it I think it perfectly goes into what you're saying with Booker T. But as a professional, how right was he? Despite the fact, and this is something really important, you guys, because like. Mr. Morales here isn't the biggest fan of Adam Cole. But when we talked about this before we started, he had zero bias. It was all professional, and I can't wait for you to share this. Well, yeah, I mean, like, as far as Adam Cole goes, yeah, the guy could probably, he could he could gain some, some muscle. Like, the whole thing comes down to really, like, when you take a fall in a wrestling ring, it's the equivalent of a 30-mile-an-hour car crash. Like, each and every time you do it. Now, the more muscle mass you have, the more your body can naturally absorb that impact. You know, the less muscle mass you have, the less you can absorb it, and the more you're apt to injure yourself. You know, that's a lot of reasons why a lot of, like, Sasha Banks, for example gets more injuries than people with substantially more size than her. You know, very rarely do we hear about, you know, like Anaya Jax getting injured. You know, yeah, we you know, we heard about her injuring other people, but that's really neither here nor there. 
Correct. You know, just to get that out. You know, but um, you know, the more the more mass you have, the more you're able to properly absorb these bumps. You know, on the other on the other spectrum of that though, is you have guys with too much muscle mass and then their bodies are so tight that they're constantly hurting themselves. Perfect way Triple to H, Triple H tearing his quad, for example. Brian Cage. Brian always. Cage. Yeah, he's always constantly hurt. You know, your body, you know, I don't think there's any like perfect number that like of poundage you should have. There might be like a BMI or something like that. I don't know, but um, you know, as far as like muscle mass per, you know, how much you know height or whatever that would you know give you like a ratio of how big you could get before injuries really start mounting up. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there actually is, but you know, that's you know that's a lot of the issues that guys have. You know, Triple H came back from that torn quad. He came back noticeably smaller. Yeah. You know, but then he wasn't getting injured as often. You know, Brian Cage is a you know he's a shorter dude, um, but you know he his you know his body isn't meant to carry that much mass that much muscle mass on it and he's constantly injured can i pause the the conversation for a second man i'm sorry to interrupt you on that one man just like uh the the recording was getting a little choppy on that one but um we're we're talking about impact and size man i never thought about that man because uh when i was a kid i was uh skipping school i was like a sophomore Uh, i was probably a buck 50 and Mm -hmm. i was running across the street from the youth center because i was playing video games the youth center is right across the street from my high school and uh, I was running across the street, and uh, uh, a car hit me. Okay. Um, but the he was going 25, or and it it knocked me on my butt. I didn't. I get, it wasn't so hard of an impact that I wasn't able to like not hit my head. It knocked me on my butt, and uh, I got up. I jumped up, and this guy gets out of his car, terrified. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, and I I ran the other direction so he didn't know where I was going like back into the school or like, mm-hmm. into the youth center but like it barely phased me I mean granted I was a teenager yeah but like it still hurt and you're saying like thirty miles that, that's what I've been told previously by reputable trainers but I, that I mean the mat, that's that's every single bump though you know every, every time you fall bump. down hit the mat. You know, if you're doing that, you know, especially in this day and age of, you know, more impact for everything, you know. There's your bump card. Yeah. You're, 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 you know, throwing that bump card out the window a lot of times doing, you know, bigger and crazier things, you know. And that's something, you know, people need to think about. That was, you know, in, you know, a long time ago, that was a real big thing is, oh, brother, you need to look like a wrestler. You need to. You need to carry yourself like an athlete, and you know, in my opinion, that still holds true. You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to question whether somebody is a wrestler or not when you see them on the street. Like, you know, if, if you're if you if you happen to walk past Drew McIntyre, for example, you're like, you don't necessarily know who that is if you're not a wrestling fan, but you know he's somebody, right? You know, and that that's not necessarily the case these days. You know, like 
a guy like a Ricochet, for example, mm-hmm. is a smaller dude, you know, but like the way he carries himself and the way he dresses and the way he's built, he's an athlete. You know he's somebody. You might not necessarily know he's a professional wrestler, but you see him walking on the street, you're like, okay, that's that's somebody. And like we've all seen those guys on the street where like you don't necessarily like they just seem important. We get that at comic stores. Remember? Oh, we're in the band. We're in the band. We're, we're, in, we're in bands. Yeah, we're, we're in bands. We, we walk in wearing cool clothes. We like you, you're perfectly shaven. You're 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 stout. You're you're ready to rock and roll. And I'm I'm shimming around the place with my long weird hair and and like you guys in a band. What do you guys do? Like you you do something. <laughs> um, I play bass, brother. I play bass. I play brace. Play bass. But like that, that that's such a good point, man. And like. And it, it would really hurt me to find out that, like, despite the fact that Adam Cole is not my favorite wrestler, it would hurt mm-hmm. me to find out that, like, he keeps himself as lean as possible and might have taken a better bump or be even maybe, I don't know his health. I mean, like, obviously he looks healthy, but, like, we mm-hmm. don't know, like, what they're putting themselves through. If yeah. like if if he had uh, an epic rock day cheat like he does on like you ever seen the rocks cheat days on freaking Instagram? I've heard about him. Yes. Yeah, and Intimates. like yeah, and like I mean if, if if he didn't take some joy and like he's putting all this work into it, Booker T says some BS on a podcast that probably was right, and we all know Booker T will say whatever he wants when he wants, and he has every right to do so. Um, I don't think what he said came out hateful. But it would be very, very upsetting to me if I found out that Adam Cole had put so much work into this match and, like, hadn't, you know, really trimmed down the, the food and might have been extra tired to look as good for the Forbidden Door. Like, the, what a, like Forbidden Door just happened, but this is going to be something that is going to be marveled after. This is the first one. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. was, this was probably the number three uh, pay-per-view that AEW's ever done, uh, just in terms of category. All in, all out, one. Double or nothing, two, forbidden door, uh, three, and he. There's, I've seen the heat that he's gotten. Oh, you couldn't get up. And that's, yeah, that's I mean, it, and that, that's scary, dude. That's uh, freaking my heart goes out to him. You know, the real, the real guy. You know, freaking it sucks. Agreed. Agreed. You know, freaking. I know he was injured beforehand, like going into the show. I'm not sure if he was still injured or not. You know, but definitely, you know, him and uh, quite a few people on the uh, AEW roster, man. Freaking a lot of those guys are, you know, either working hurt or, you know, out because they're hurt right now. And, you know, hope they all get, you know, hope they all get healthy, hope everyone's good. But, yeah, man, it, it does, it you know, it does ask that question, though, you know, freaking. You know, because Adam Cole, you can, you can, you, and that's, I mean, there's, you know, one of the funny parts about wrestling is a lot of times the stuff that, the moves you get injured on aren't the insane, crazy stuff you shouldn't be doing. A lot of times it's very simple maneuvers you've done a million times and just one time it was a little off. I've seen a guy rip his shoulder out of the socket giving a clothesline. Ooh. And no, obviously a move you've done, he's done a million times. I've seen a guy freaking break or bust his knee and twist it horribly, um, taking a schoolboy roll up. 
I've seen that more times than I can count. Stone Cold has said multiple times on the podcast that it's now defunct. That the the shows that terrified him the most were the house shows when they were trying to be as careful as they could for you know Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. because those are the ones where like hey we're just gonna take it easy we're gonna go even slower than usual and then that happened like like horrific injury or yeah. and it, it it's it's interesting the the way it all plays out and I I, I wish the best for Adam Cole like I said he's not my favorite. Um, but at the same time, though, um, I, I we don't know the amount of pressure he was under. We don't yeah. know what he had his diet was for the past like three months since he knew he was probably, gonna, or maybe even longer since he knew he was going to be on this particular show as a as one of the main events. And then also just for the healing factor, and the 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 the, the fifth thing here that is curious to me. Is remember when we first started doing the podcast and AEW was starting, and I was like, I love the fact that AEW takes care of its hurt wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And you said a second ago, how many of the guys are working hurt? Is there an added level of stress that I can't show that I'm hurt because I know that they're going to take care of me, and if they take care of me, are they going to think I'm taking advantage of the system and then I'm screwed? Ugh. I'm going to say no, but, you know, I'm not, you know, I've never worked at that level on a consistent basis to be able to say, to be, you know, freaking as an independent wrestler, it's always, you know, you get hurt, it's on you. Yeah. yeah. You know, you figure, you know, if you're in that, if you're in a position where you're in a national company and, you know, they're willing to pay the bills and all that, and they're willing to help you out. Right. You know, it's a, I, I would think it's a different beast. But then again, you know, there's that old school mentality of, you know, I got to get back as quick as I can because I got to put food on the table. You right. know, I don't want, I don't want to lose my spot, you know, and there, you know, when you're, That's terrifying. you know, when you're playing, when you're playing for bigger money, there's bigger stakes, way bigger stakes. And so, I mean, I definitely, I could definitely see that being something to consider, Well, the, the, but it's, you know, that's. All speculative, and, and I agree. And, and the only reason I bring it up is because my company, my shoot job, is um, here in Colorado. There's a, a rule uh, that they implemented. Um, I want to say back in January. And no shaving your legs on the job. Uh, I've done that before. Uh, got caught. Cleaning lady didn't speak English. Show it was cool. Um, okay. <laughs> Now, if if, if, if if we get <laughs> if, if, if we get if we get COVID, um, and like we're we're not allowed to come to work, but by mm-hmm. state mandate, if we get COVID, they have to pay us as if we went to work that day. But yeah. it's also the honor system. I could call work tomorrow. And say I have COVID, and mm-hmm. my boss would have to say, "Don't come to work." He has to by mandate, like remind me of the guidelines when you test positive. Let us know, you know that sort of thing. But they don't ask for the test. Yeah, they don't ask for the doctor's report. Now, mm-hmm. I I miss work for like. Remember when I got COVID? I, I, uh, vaguely, yes. Yeah, I was I was like sick from like Wednesday to like freaking 
Sunday. And mm-hmm. um, I tested clean on Sunday. And uh, Sunday night and Sunday mo- and Monday morning. And um, I was like, yeah, I, I can't miss work. I don't want any occurrences. And they're like, oh, no, no. My boss is like, okay, no, that's not going to happen. State mandate this, this, and that. And um, he's been training me to be a uh, manager. Yeah. And um, the reason it popped in my head is because, not because I'm a rascal, but because, like, I'm like, how many people are abusing this? And then, like, like on the honor system, I've got COVID. On the honor system, I got hurt. And you're AEW, and you're not supposed to punish people for getting hurt. Or, and, you know, we're a better company than that. And, but then I got hurt. This is my third time getting hurt. And third time you not losing my spot or you know making sure i didn't get punished like remember when rollins got hurt and then when he did come back like first thing he did was <laughs> break finn balor <laughs> um yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot of little weird things going on there and like it was still kind of old school mentality so like just the higher state of consciousness here like like how many people or would abuse the system that are not being as healthy as they should be, um, but then the people that might be smaller than others that have a higher probability of being hurt. Like, how many times can you be in Tony Collins' office and been like, you saw the bump, um, I did everything like you should, and but it's like the third or fourth time that you ruined a storyline, or, or not intentionally, you did, you, you did not intentionally ruin the storyline. No, I, I, can, I can definitely see what you're saying though, as far as like, you know, you you know how great, how good are you for the company if you're constantly on the injured list, right? And then you know, that can definitely that can definitely affect you. What, what's going on with you? You know, because they you know AEW's made it a point. You know, they'll see through to your contract, right? But then you know, come t- come time to renew it, you know, they may have they may decide not to renew it because you know. You know, A, Y, and A, B, and C. Yeah. Like, whatever you know. whatever it is. And, like, yeah, you've done really well. And uh, I'm talking about the higher state where, like, I need to extra hide my uh, injuries because I don't want to offend the higher-ups that are actually taking care of us. Yeah. And that's... You know, that's it, it definitely could be a big thing. It could definitely be something where, you know... I know back in you know back in the days, you know, old school stories and whatnot that I heard from people that that was that was what was done. You know, you would hide you know hide injuries because you know you needed to make a payday and you needed to you know keep your spot as it were. Yeah. But like you know, you'd like to think necessarily that that that's no longer the case. But you know they're going to take care of you. But you don't. You know you never necessarily you know. You might know that, but you don't know that a hundred percent, right? And, and I'm you know, just, and especially in a in a in a sport in a, in a sport like wrestling, where thank you for calling so much of what happens to you, you don't necessarily have control over, right? You've got to, you know, there's definitely, in my personal opinion, legitimate reason to be concerned about stuff like that. Oh, and I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I'm just talking about like new challenges. New challenges where you're being protected, but then how much, how long are they going to protect you for? 
because you're worried about offending the people that are being so hospitable to you. That that's a that's a thing. And, oh yeah, and I could definitely that's a thing. And then the other thing is is that um, you know there's only so many big league feds that can take care of their people like that. And mm-hmm. I gotta say, man, uh, at the last uh, New Era uh, group meeting, and thank you for um, guys as uh, head of production at we're backstage at a new era um they listened to me and our meeting was backstage we were all together we were all clumped together and we're not offering full health care but extremely discounted professional athlete care and if you go to the website it's the first thing you'll see underneath the logo is the link to uh our one and only sponsor um, like that was, was, was that your, was that, uh, head guy's, uh, idea? Just, um. Oh, I'm not the head guy now. Oh, you're, well, you're one of them. He just has more hair than you. And also taller. <laughs> I'm not taller. But, but yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, a mutual thing, freaking, uh. It's awesome. A lot of other people, other places don't offer that kind of stuff. Um, but neither here nor there, you know, it's a, you know, something we can do for the guys, something we can help out with. It's, it's, uh, it, it, I like the fact that you guys took the extra step, the extra mile. And we're talking about the uh, Colorado Performance Physical Therapy in Denver. And um, the, the link's at the uh, very, very top of the website right now. Um, but, extremely discounted for athletes um obviously we can't offer full health care to any of our workers but at the same time though the option there i might even take them up man awesome i might even take them up like that's uh that was uh, amazing on like there there was a big sigh of relief i don't know if you noticed but like because you're always really on like six gear the second we walk into the building um, if you notice the sigh of relief of like, wait a minute, what the, this is happening? Like, yeah, yeah. And then we've got this to do, this to do, this to do, and it, it all got executed, man. That's like, ah, never had more of a backstage, backstage, chill out while working constantly. Agree. So kudos to. Kudos to us, uh, kudos to all the people involved, kudos to the workers, amazing show. Um, next one coming up, we got season, no, not season beatings, I'm looking at, uh, looking at an old flyer because I've scrolled Red, down. white, and bruised. Red, right, and bruised. July 16th, Saturday night, at the world's largest comic book store, Mile High Comics on Jason Street, Denver, Colorado. Six o'clock doors open. 6.30 doors open. Show yeah, I own the joint. I'll change the time. I don't care. Change the time. Change the time. But we've got yeah. general admission, fifteen dollars. Anyone under seven, ten dollars. But we might have a little surprise for them. Nice. We, nice. Get, we get the. Uh, if you come in, you're getting designer tickets. You're getting secret promos. Um, but uh, we might have an extra little added. Uh, I don't even think. Would you call it an extra spice, or would you add it like a like if you're 
like a like a secret code to get to to the next level or freaking um a video game that you didn't know that you're part of i mean like the, the extra I, I, would, I, I would call it more along the lines of bonus material bonus material because we all like things it's one of the things that's uh, the best thing about chatting with uh wrestling folk i remember uh at the uh first um csw show we were back backstage we were doing the outside shows and uh bumped into johnny crash and he's like i almost had a jericho and i'm like what happened because like the aw figures had just come out and he's like i almost had a jericho but someone ripped into it and took the hands Ah. he was so bummed out he'd been looking for his jericho and he want he he crash he's one of the best Creatures one of the, on the best, best dudes in the planet. Exactly, exactly, man. And someone ruined his chance to get a Jericho because they wanted the hands or just be a jerk and open it up and put it on there. Uncle Todd whispered in their ear and hey, buy that one and then rip that one open because that toy's inferior. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, I appreciate the discussion on that one, man. That, that's that's hot and heavy on that one, man. That that's a that's a that's a heavy. <clears throat> Dangerous discussion. Yeah, no, man. It's, I mean, that's the thing, man. A lot of people think it's you know aesthetically pleasing, like oh, you need to look like a wrestler to look like a wrestler. Yeah. But it's actually got a very valid functionality to it. You right. know, you have to. The whole reason wrestlers need to be that. I mean, yeah, it's part partially. It's you know for TV mm-hmm. to look bigger. But on the other hand, it's also you know for protection. You know, you don't just you know, people people want to think of that. You know, anybody can be a wrestler. Yeah, people. If you don't, if you wash out of one wrestling school, you, as long as you have enough money to pay for the next wrestling school, you can go train another wrestling school and you become a wrestler. You're gonna be a star, brother. Yeah, but that that doesn't mean Jack. anything. Doesn't that's mean freaking. That's you know, maybe if somebody told you no, it was for a reason. Yo, yeah, maybe it was. Because somebody was being a jerk, or somebody didn't see anything in you, because that's one of the big things in wrestling, man. You're gonna get, you're gonna get a thousand no's before you get a yes. You know, oh, me yeah. and you've dealt with that personally as far as other places, and trying to, you know, trying to work with people through minefields. You'll get a thousand no's before you get a yes. I get a thousand no responses, but we've gotten yeah. some great yeses. Yeah. And, and but then, but then again, that that one yes might be something that opens up a door to something substantially bigger. And and to put it in perspective, guys, and just to tell a quick personal uh, story uh, between uh, Morales and I, when I first met Tony, uh, I thought he hated me. Like, uh, the owner of the Fed's like, you should be on his podcast. And him and his brother were like, who the, who the heck's this guy? And I looked at them like... I believe, I believe we said, yeah, that'd be cool. No, you, you did. You well, did. We, we, gave it, we gave it no thought other than that. You, you but. did, but you did. And then to give you credit, you did. You, you weren't rude. You weren't rude. Uh, but but the look in your eyes, because, like, like, it was a deer-in-the-headlights moment. Like, all of a sudden, like, he was like, yo, meet this guy right now. And you meet this guy right now. And then you, we're both confused in the situation. I'm like, yeah, thankful for the introduction, but, like, um, I didn't Bonjour. know you. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know you then. And then... Um, I was like, okay, so maybe I should, like, the way that, like I said, like, you know, backstage is, like, just starting out, like, is terrifying. 
you don't know who's going to look at you and hate you and say they like you and you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of double talk but uh freaking that that August show no yeah it was the August show uh, sounds you, about right some line adds up yeah you cut your promo and I saw that and I actually uh, I was living at home at the time and uh, I told my mom because uh, uh, her dad had the some serious heart surgery and mm-hmm. she's like well I'm praying for him and I was like well I, I'm praying for him too but like I thought he was like a serious jerk <laughs> And she's like, well, maybe you should talk to him. And then, like, the crowd opened up, and you're like, yo, let's talk. And, and then next thing I know, I've got my best bud. And freaking, like, you got to take your chances. You got to, like, like like you said, you never know. Um, and then we're, we're running a Fed. It's pro wrestler in the business, 19 years. Takes 20. Darn good care. 20. Darn good care. And because I'm not spending another dollar on this episode, um, until you do, <laughs> until I do, uh, and then we've got Jeff, one of the sweetest men ever. That is one of the best drag queens I've ever seen. I used to DJ drag queen shows, man. Oh, nice! And uh, he's one of the best people in the world. And you've got your weird petulant child running around with a camera, and uh, it we're it's it's working. It's working. It's like a perfect storm. Like, like you, we couldn't have written this. <laughs> like, we could have a little bit more aliens involved. Definitely, I'm definitely pro alien. <laughs> I, I get it, man. And uh, it, it's happening. It's happening in Denver. And um, I know we put over New Era all the time because we believe in our product. I mean, we absolutely the absolute belief everybody, in our. Everybody product. should. Everybody should. If you're going to put out a product, you should definitely believe in it. If not, why bother? Like, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, like if if this was a a hobby, like like when I was telling you earlier about describing to my friends, like you know how hard it is on a Monday, but like they might see it as a hobby. I see it as no more bosses. Like I yep. might I might work for YouTube, but like the respect you give me, and we've we've had some serious conversations. Yep, I had to. There's never been yelling, name calling, disrespect, uh, or any not listening to the other or taking the time and or already having your mind made up. Yeah. And uh, that's the way you got to run things. And we believe in those things, man. Like uh, we've got a wow. I want to say it so bad, but I can't. <laughs> I want to say it so bad, but we can't. Like, if you like stuff. Have thirty bucks in your pocket at the next New Year's show. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I have, <laughs> I have thirty bucks, but like, let's uh, let's get in the comics, man. Like, uh, like well, speaking of speaking of stuff. Oh, oh, oh! By the way, we got a new we got a new segment. Yes, let's. Uh, what's it called again? What's in the box? And what do you got right there? I'm sorry. Via, hold, hold via on. eBay. Hold on, brother. Hold on, brother. <laughs> that looks like a freaking envelope. I got a box. <laughs> well, I'll start first, and then you can go with your box. Oh, you, you can go with your envelope, brother. <laughs> All right, brother. Apparently, <laughs> sometimes brothers gotta fight. Sometimes. So via this, uh, this 
Luxurious. Ooh, luxury. Oh. oh. Envelope that I got from eBay. I got an extra I box. I got, I got an extra my, box. In my possession. Hold on. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. It's a first appearance. All right. Give me, give me we've three. Talked, we've, we've talked about it previously. Cable. Oh, no. Think Ma- bigger. Ma- no, hold on. No, you already have Moira. I do have Moira over Taggart. Thumbs up. You're, you're getting somewhere with the mutants, so I will give you that. I get one more hint. Three, and we're done. And then I gotta guess. You, you get two more choices. I got. Well, I get one more hint. So you got a. Uh, we got some mutant. So it's definitely a Marvel book. Yeah. It's not freaking first appearance of Cable. You gonna get, go go with your second guess? No, you already have more than. Mm-hmm. I'm Candy X Men '96. Lalandra. No, no Shadow Cat. I have that one too. You got it. I've got. I've had Shadow Cat. No, you That's said that last time. You said that last time. All right. All this right. isn't Uncanny X Men. Oh, you went and got the. You went and get. Did you go get our signed one? We haven't bought yet. No, it's not signed. All right. What is it? I give up. I have New X Men Annual Number One, first appearance of Zorn. God bless you and whatever deity that you represent. Even though we're both Catholic, but, you know, I'm, I'm always on the border because I like goth chicks. That's true. Congratulations. Yeah, first, first appearance of Zorn. The only, I believe it's the only freaking... I believe it's the only annual that came out during the Grant Morrison run. I'm not sure about that. You're though. absolutely correct on that one. He was uh, abject to uh, annuals because of the the fact that it like displaced things and then also made it seem like it didn't matter to the main uh, storyline because it was always like a side story and he mm-hmm. wanted to fix that. It's in his gotcha. book. It's in his book, Super Gods. Uh, oh, nice. It's in did his not book. Re- I did not know that, actually. This book Super Gods. Um, uh, it's a semi-autobiographical book where he's talking about getting into comics, how he got his first comic and writing comics, and told a lot of uh, interesting stories that we didn't know. Um, but I actually have a box. And so what's in your box? I will give you something that I hope that you understand that we probably need to hit the flea market on Sunday after we go to Comic-Con. And own okay. it. Own it. We're bringing, we're bringing Bridget, by the way. Well, as we should. We're bringing Bridget, and we're bringing both our recorders, and I'll have extra batteries. Um, nice. Extra batteries. But this one is number one. I got it at the Colorado Springs Flea Market. You know, the one off of Platt and uh, freaking Powers? I was just there the other day. I got yes. my Watchmen number one there. Yes, you were for $40. Good luck for you, sir. Thank you. This is pre-Dabnet and Abnel. This is this is what pre-Dabnet and Abnel. That oh, means number yeah. second hint. No one thought this movie would would succeed in its post Avengers. Oh, 
Sin City? You get one more guess. Definite, uh, I know, this is Marvel. The Marvel movie they would never thought would succeed. Because no one knew anything about these characters. Guardians of the Galaxy. I got this. For, oh, nice. I got this for a dollar. That's awesome. We're not that ain't bad at all. Got this for a dollar. It's a. Little... I swear to God, at one point I had that book. You probably. I don't. Did. I don't have it anymore, but I had it at one point. This is pretty mint. I'd say this is a nine point two. But oh, nice. It's definitely not not color cherry. Hmm. It's definitely this one saw some light, but not enough light to ruin it. Um, gotcha. But got this for a dollar. Now, if we find you hunting for comic books at the Colorado Springs flea market and you get something for us, the parking lot is full of Mexicans that will not tell on us when we rob you. <laughs> like my mom always says. Anyway. So That's now true. I went, dude, I went to the flea market this past weekend. And I, I went there with the intent of getting Uncanny X-Men 109, which is the only current issue of Uncanny X-Men they have that I do not have. Ooh. And I was wondering, I was just looking through what they had, and I found Watchmen number one. I was like, I've been wanting that X-Men 109 for like three weeks. But not... But they've still got it. Gotta get that Watchmen. And I was like, if I get that watch, if I, if I come back next week to get the Watchmen, which I just found for the first time, and they didn't have it. So I made, I made the strategic decision to risk that 109 for the Watchmen number one in the, whole, in the thought process. That when I come back, they will still have that 109. Oh, they'll still have it. Now, guys, just a little bit of flea market expertise here. Um, if you find it on one of the, like, tables that someone has outside, scoop it up immediately. If they've got an indoor air conditioning area that sells, like, uh, by the way, the Colorado Springs uh, flea market off Platinum Powers has a wonderful, probably the best video game section in the state. Um, of Like Super Nintendo, Game Boy, you name it. Like They've got great prices, but they also have indoor comic book guys. But those indoor comic book guys are in an indoor air-conditioned area, and those guys have the same stuff every week. Mm-hmm. That's where I got my Nightwing and uh, freaking... Um, Red Hood. Remember, I called you and should I buy it? And, and then I bought something else and then I went and got it. And then mm-hmm. when uh, we were cleaning out, um, I was throwing stuff away and I was like, should I open this? And you're like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but even then, um, I'm happy I did. But uh, if you find it in the outdoor area, you better get it right away. Yeah. Because they're not going to have it again. I got a... Um, uh, there's been a couple finds I got there, and I told you about one of them, the X-Files comic set. The comic... Yeah. The, the, yeah. Uh, like, it... Uh, the... Not the comic set, the card set, but it had the Sandman, a few other 
within a Topps official X-Men X-Files uh, binder. But um, mm-hmm. it was my birthday, and uh, this dude that always had good comics that was outside, um, I noticed he was talking to a customer. And I saw the box set of Fully Cooley, my favorite manga of all time. Oh, right. Okay. The, 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 three, the 3DV set was, like, impossible to find at the time. It was, like, 12 years ago. And um, how much is this? And she's like, I don't know. $10? Here's $10. I'm going to go sit in the car. And Dad's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to go sit in the car. After buying a $10 DVD set. I'm like, yep. I just robbed these people. <laughs> really? Yeah. That, For that, those unfamiliar with manga, how much how much would you say se- that's probably se- worth? It's 75 opened, 90 sealed. Or was it sealed? It was not sealed. But it didn't, okay. it didn't matter because I was going to open that thing. Yeah. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. I can see that. I have held off on opening my uh, Arkham Asylum. Oh, nice. Okay. I, I feel like I'm. I feel like when I find the one, we're gonna read it together. Open the. She's always wanted to read it, and we're gonna open it together. Nice. And we'll see. But uh, com- uh flea market etiquette. By the way, if you are in mm-hmm. Colorado Springs. Most of our listeners in College Springs and Denver and uh, Albuquerque and Helsinki. Uh, we've got a couple of people in Helsinki, Albuquerque, Salt Lake City, in Helsinki. Phoenix, Shout out to all our people in Helsinki, especially our people in Helsinki because you owe us money, our tax money, <laughs> and uh, Dallas and uh, Louisiana. Um, if you're at the Colorado Springs uh, flea market. Only bring forty bucks. Forty bucks, you say? Why forty bucks? Forty bucks has been the rule, Mom and I have always had. Forty dollars has always been. Uh, the, there's only been a couple of times where one of us like needed a couple bucks from the other. Okay. Because I spent my forty, or I, I spent my thirty-eight, and found something that was like amazing and needed two extra bucks, and vice mm-hmm. versa. Forty is always the median mean. Anyway. So, um, the reason you have 40 is because uh, as you're leaving, there are all of these uh, farmer's markets in Colorado Springs, in Denver, in old Colorado Springs, Manitou, that you'll spend like $9 on like four fresh cucumbers. Mm-hmm. Or you can spend $20 on three melons, a bowl of limes, a bowl of onions, a bowl, I mean a bowl, like, like, like not a cereal bowl, a big bowl, a bowl of jalapenos, a bowl of tomatoes, um, every now and then you might get some mangoes, some bananas, um, and you will have as much veggies as you want, lettuce, tomatoes, fresh ones, I mean we're from the, the, the fr- 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 freaking spen- Spences, I didn't say yeah. it, um, and um, you didn't. and uh, if you have a couple extra bucks, like you didn't find anything, you can buy uh, a bag of fresh pinto beans that are maybe two or three months old. Okay. And um, and depending on when you get there, especially if you're there late August, early September, 
early October, you can get fresh hatch chili roasted. And and the the expensive stuff is things like pinon. Like like buy some pinons, like a little bag of pinon, it's like ten dollars for like half a pound. I mean like, okay. like like pinon is like weed, man. Like like that, that doesn't look like an ounce. Like let me reweigh it. But like like you spend all your extra money on the veggies. Okay. Like like like, like we're talking veggies that last long in the fridge and uh you can taste it. As opposed to stuff you eat King Supers and like like it always evens out. It mm-hmm. is never not evened out. I always go with my mom. We always have forty bucks. We always leave broke. Well not broke but like forty dollars less, but with a ton of freaking veggies. A ton of like random stuff, like, but we always have veggies and uh, or limes or mangoes or um, uh, early October you can get some pomegranates, super cheap that are like five dollars each at a freaking okay. farmers market, like in Old Colorado City or like downtown by Escape Velocity. You're spending mm-hmm. like three four dollars for a pomegranate, and and you can get five or six of them for three. Um, forty dollars is the the magic number. The go to, the the go to. Like the only okay. time I ever asked for more than a couple bucks for my mom was when I had spent like a bunch of money on DVDs, and then the DVD lady had a bunch of comic books, and I didn't see them, and that's where I got my Constantine set. For how much? Uh, I asked my mom for twenty two dollars. Because I had two left over, and she, we'd already bought our veggies, and uh, we just saw it at the end, and uh, I just went to an ATM, you know, got one. But like seriously, you saw those Constantine books. I did. They were cherry. Cherry. <laughs> cherry, man. Like, um, I mean, like, it's 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 a magic spot here, man. Like every time we drive around, we've gone to places, and it's like, we're glad we're here, but. Glad we're going back to the springs. Yeah, you're not wrong. I don't know, man. I might have to make a uh, make a separate video at one point. Well, let's uh, let's maybe maybe do maybe do maybe do a forty dollars. Maybe we should do a forty dollars challenge. Forty dollars, go to the freaking flea market, see who wins. I I say only under the circumstances we play in the mom's rules. Like, if I only spend five bucks, and then you spend all your money, and then we see a lot of veggies, you can have the rest. But we're splitting it. All those veggies, fresh salsa, fresh freaking potatoes, fresh pintos. I mean, like, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hand over hand. Trust me, mom and I have only ever spent only a couple bucks over 40. Okay. I mean, we can go 40, we can go 60. But I, I'd be interested to see freaking, I, if we walked in there. If we walked in there with two 20s apiece. I say who, we go who, 60. Who walks out with the best? I okay. say, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to 60. I say we go 60 only because we're investing in more comic books. But at mm-hmm. the same time, though, everything that's left goes to veggies. I can see that. And anything that if you happen to go over and you got to use your card, for example, oh, we won't be using that. Does, doesn't count. Freaking takes it, 
if, if you have, like I said, say, because uh, I know that X-Men 109 I was talking about, $70. Yeah. If I were to buy that in the same day, does not count towards freaking, does not count towards the points. I agree. That is completely different. I agree. But, well, but if, you ha- if, you happen to, if you happen to come across a grail of yours that is over the limit, d- you know, you feel free to buy it. You know, more power to you. So but that does not count towards your does not count towards the overall points. So we're doing we're doing bro rules. If someone hits the ATM, it has to happen. But I say if we have anything left over, it goes to all veggies. I'm down. All veggies. I, like I, I swear to you, man. Like like you can go to like King Supers and it's like four dollars for a dollar a lime, and then you can mm-hmm. buy a bowl of limes for a dollar. Yeah. And we just invest in just having good fresh food. I swear to God, man, it's one of the best days of your life. Like, like we, it, it's always awesome afterwards. Like we we clean house, got some good food, all that good stuff, man. And then we we found what we wanted to. But if you if you find a grail and you need a couple extra bucks, mm-hmm. no harm, no foul. I need yep. bucks. But does not, but like I said, does not go towards the total. If you happen to get, because I, I know the uh, the shop in particular oh. I went to, for you had a bunch of uh, CGC graded stuff. Oh, so not, you wanted to, get, if you wanted to get one of those, cool. We're not doing. But like I said, this one. I'm just saying, if you, if you happen to, cool. But does not go towards, does not go towards what we're working towards. Not that towards, is completely you individual. Not towards our sixty. All right, gotcha. Exactly. But copy. But if, and you've done this for me before, mm-hmm. I need ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, and you, you, you've more than done it for me. Yeah, and uh, it's it's just uh, I say we have a fun competition for this one, um, and um, we can take our families. Yeah. We can take our families. Like uh, I would love for Morales crew, a Taurus crew, cruising around. Looking around, I mean, like, I mean, like, 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 uh, Jesus, I would have loved to have you on hand when freaking my dad found a, a giant cast iron, not a cast iron skillet, but a freaking a chicharroni pot. Really? Yeah, thirty dollars. Oh, nice. Okay. And, and uh, I, I was wandering around, saw my dad, his head poking around because he's taller than everybody, and freaking, uh, what are you looking at? And he's like. We need this, and I'm looking at a giant cast iron bowl <laughs> that's three feet tall, and nice. and it's covered in rust, covered in rust, and uh, we need this. And my dad, in Spanish, haggles, hands the guy uh, twenty five because he wasn't paying full price. Dad, dad's a good one, and uh, we gotta get this out of here, and uh, and. Uh, Hands me his keys. Drive the car home because I rode there with them. Drive the car home. Go get the truck. I was gonna say it. Just, just. I was like, mother, <laughs> mother Hubbard. And he's like, hurry up. So I have to take the car home, get the truck, and he's. He didn't even bother asking anyone to help him. I had to go find him inside and help him move it out. <laughs> like, like nice. he, he was practically sitting there with his hand on it. 
<laughs> so, this is mine, mug. This is mine. And uh, so, uh, put in the truck. Mom was still shopping. Got extra, we, we like we did, uh, got all the extra veggies that we can with the extra uh, 40. Extra dinero. Y- yes, sir. Yes, sir. And loaded in the truck, and then uh, Mom's like, we should make breakfast. And I'm, and Dad's like, no, we're not making bre- no breakfast. Josh and I got to go somewhere. And then he takes me to freaking, like, BMF nowhere in freaking Colorado Springs to drop it off at, like, a, a, a rock dispensary like where you go buy rocks for your front yard oh okay he already found a place while i was going to get in the truck um to sandblast this thing and oil it this is this tall it's a giant chicharroni cast iron thing how much did one of those weigh oh dude i want to say probably like probably let's see that that sod cutter we bought or rented a couple weeks ago I want to say it was probably five or six hundred pounds I would say this is probably a 120 150 oh wow okay 120 150 but it's it's solid it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like amorphous like picking up a your your 120 pound girlfriend that passed out at the the bar it's not like that at all it's just soft. We have lived dramatically different lives. Yeah, yeah, we have. <laughs> but now that you know the secrets of Colorado Springs, uh, flea market, flea market. Now it's on. Now it's on, man. Like freaking, like, like them, like if all of us, like I swear to you, man, like uh, go into this this little show. Uh, Dad mm-hmm. gets tired halfway through and he goes and drinks a Corona. There's a little like water pond thing and slide, and there's mm-hmm. always, there's always a bump bump band. Bitty bitty bum bum. Yes, sir. <laughs> There's always a bump bump going on. Hey, Tony Maria, let's get bus Oh, no, 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 no. It's always like that, man. <laughs> but not, not only this, though. Once we... I am down for the 60... We're officially doing a $60 challenge. $60. $60 challenge. I'm down. So we hit Colorado Springs. And then the flea market. But for the anniversary show, August 13th. We gotta go to the. We gotta find a flea market in Denver. Oh, I hear that one's a beast. Oh, we gotta. We gotta do it though. Oh, we have to, man. And we right, find. All right, so I'm keeping it clean for. I'm keeping it clean, uh, for freaking. Until you can. Denver. The only. Okay. The, the only thing that's gonna break my bank, is if I find the Sandman set or a preacher set. And I'm finding my weapon. Crap down number one. You gotta get crap down number one if you find it. I already have down number one. I've got three of them. They say you didn't have Crap for Don number one. Oh, no, I've got Don number one. I've got three of them. I've got two of three tiers, one of regular Don. I don't have uh, the one you're talking about, and forgive me, is the Cry for Don. Mm-hmm. Cry for Don. But we'll, 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 that's, that's the one I sent you the freaking. I'll yeah. let you know. I'll let you know uh, Kapow had it and freaking. Uh, but they had, it, they had it completely graded and all that, though. Yeah, there's not a lot of cool people in town that know what that book is so but what's more important to me is the experience is yeah. we, we've got we do like like okay so get mushy on you no don't get mushy on me that's gonna be weird oh i know i know and we need Colin one of you has aged a decade in six years <laughs> we need one of you and i on uh with with uh jim lee 
Jingling. Yeah, Bridget. Throw up the devil horns. Be like, watch out! Watch out! Minefield's rolling. And he'll be like, hey, good luck with your podcast. Because, like, Colin and I were trying to write a comic. And he was like, good with your comic. And how did he know that? He's like, Excelsior. He said Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> he said Excelsior. Freaking, like... But, like, Jim Lee... Um, yeah. It's like, we're going hard this weekend. Promo As shoots. We should. Comic Con, flea market. Yeah, boy. No, uh, like legitimately, freaking. So we got. So you're looking for preacher, without number one, the set. Sandman number one without Sandman, the set. Without and, the without them, yeah, the set without number one. And Weapon X number Weapon X original story without number one because I have that. Yeah. And like, like, like I texted you that one time. He's got number 83 waiting for you at the freaking... At Ed's. I hope he's sleeping like a baby right now. He yeah, hope so, too. But yeah, he's got number 80... Like, seriously, legitimately, freaking that guy had just come in and get... Like, that comic book didn't even have... Wasn't even bagged and boarded. That's how fresh it was off of freaking... I happened to be looking at him when I picked up my weeklies. And I was like... Freaking throw this in your freaking bin because freaking he's gonna want it. Yes, sir. He just ain't here now. No, and I appreciate that, man. I appreciate so, that. Yeah, you, freaking... you always pay attention to the things I put in your box, man. And Uncle Ed always takes care of that sort of stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, actually. I was, I was like, it ain't gonna be here next time, so no, I gotta grab it now. No, and I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that, man. Um, I gotta pee. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Won't cross the streams. We'll be right back. Recording now again. Be abuela friendly. We're recording. Always. But yeah, no, freaking us. What about freaking Wicked and Divine? Are you looking for all of those still? Or? No, I want to get it from the, the place in uh, freaking... Um, and Lubuck. And Lubuck. The, uh, Lubuck. Nice. You know, with that awesome. Nice... Gourmet, gourmet food they got there. They do have gourmet food. Are we best ever... part of Texas. Best part of Texas is the food, man. I agree, man. But like, it's funny. Like, uh, the best. I mean, we can always get a good, like, freaking, like, BBQ restaurants here. That, like, those guys come here and do it. But they ain't the same, though. It just ain't the same. Ain't the same. But they're also. It also ain't the same. Without them crispy. Delicious Brahms fries with that delicious <sighs> Dr. Pepper to wash it down. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. You're, you're, you're wrong about a lot of things. I'm, that is not one of I'm them. I'm usually wrong about a lot of things, and that's not you <laughs> being a jerk. That's just me just being a weirdo. The it was. I just that, think it's funny. The thing is, though, we well, the first time we went to Lubuck, um for their gourmet food, uh, freaking, we're like, we're leaving... Amarillo, like we're like we're going to Brahms, and then I'm like, you're not gonna argue with these crispy crinkle fries, and you, you like looked at me so angry, <laughs> like they're so good, <laughs> like how dare you be right? Dude, I, I, I love Brahms, freaking. That's the thing, man. I'm not a huge fan of Texas, but I'm a huge fan of the food in Texas. Oh my god, yeah, man. Like, like, like. I think Whataburger. I think Whataburger's overrated, but uh, Water, just... Whataburger can be overrated. But there's nothing better than the Whataburger after Squared Circle Pro Show. Uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like, uh, but yeah, man, freaking. So what are you looking for? You've got you, know, you haven't told us the, all your grails you're looking for. Now I do have to say though, if mm-hmm. I there's some Dons that are there, 
And if uh, Polito's there, then I might be in trouble. Oh no, dude, downs are all yours, man. Freaking, uh, I, you know, you have like a first dip on those. If I'm looking for a grail on anything, I am looking for Amazing Spider-Man 194, first appearance of Black Cat. Yes, sir. We saw one at all season. I let it slip through my fingers, and I regret it to this day. Dude, I didn't let that preacher slip through my fingers, man. Don't you ever do that again. I, oh, I know, dude. Oh, dude, no, I freaking I paid for I paid for that one. I haven't made that mistake since. Don't you ever? Uh, freaking um, definitely looking for that one. I'm looking for Uncanny X Men 101 first appearance of Phoenix. Mm. If I can find that one, that one. If I can find that at an affordable price, freaking, because that one can go anywhere from two fifty to to over a thousand dollars. Scott Summers just woke up feeling something yeah. about his wife right now. So there's that one for sure. You know, depending on if I can go for the holiest of holies, if I can find my uncan my giant size X-Men number one at a reasonable price, I am willing to put down on that. A grand? If I could freaking well for I mean we'll see what happens. Now, because we're bros, mm-hmm. I'll make up the difference. There's, we will see what happens. There's, I'm, no, I'm, there's no friggin' way if we're at a show or at the flea market that we just mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have told anyone our secret. Um, that if you only have eight hundred and it's a thousand, that I'm not going to give you the two hundred. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Friggin', I will. Absolutely we will not. see what happens. It, 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 it's, it's just our bro code. Oh when, yeah, no, when, definitely. When have you not had my back? That is true, and you have, you've always had mine as well. Uh, that, like, uh, there's no way we're walking out of that freaking show, and you don't have your giant size because you didn't have 200, and, and even though I had it, no, absolutely not, absolutely yeah. not. That, 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 that's not happening. What we well, are going to do I, though is going to do a pantless <laughs> promo shoot as Blade. Right. <laughs> I, I I can't get over. Listen, guys. Mind fillers. I, I I did a photo shoot with my homie, and uh, he just happened to be a very nice black man. And we were, I was like, hey, put this, put these thinner shades on, and this black leather jacket of mine. And it was okay because well, it was all okay. blade. It was all okay until I looked at the pictures. And then you're like, that's full porno blade, and I'm like, no. For <laughs> crying out luck. He's got the full jacket. He's got the shades. He's got the sword. But he's got the he's got. But the, he doesn't have pants. But he's got the knee braces on and a singlet. I thought it was totally fine. <laughs> it was fun until I saw it, and now it looks like Blade the Vampire Lair. Oh. I'm just saying, man. You you were all good until then. If the if he just had pants on, best laid he'd be fine. Best laid intentions. It's it's always the best. It's always the best laid intentions with dude, you, dude. He said, <laughs> "I was like, what size waist are you? Because I've got like a few older when I was bigger <laughs> stuff." And he says, 42 and I'm like, "Yeah, not happening." <laughs> you were so close, yet so so far. Biggest biggest I've ever been is 32. <laughs> Jesus, you're tiny. 
I'm like a foot shorter than you and still a freaking, yeah. Well, we got some comics to talk about, man. And I, I, haven't been, I haven't been a 34 in freaking 10 years. I was a 34 when I was 12. Me too. And then I lost my Obviously. baby. I lost my baby fat. But I'm, I'm, I'm only 22 now, so I mean, it, 10 years that adds up. Now we forgot to mention that <laughs> we forgot to mention Detective. Oh, Detective was good. Yeah, detective, we, we forgot. It, it, it's 1061. a super concept. 1061. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing for our viewers. We haven't mentioned anything yet, so we can always throw that in. Detective. 1061. Now, the thing about this one that bothers me is that, All right. is that we have flushed down the toilet one of my favorite new characters within, like, eight issues. And okay. it also makes uh, Chase Meridian look like she's in on it. Like, yeah. like, like, like the, this whole therapy meeting, like, hey, guess what? Group of people that are my ther- uh, people I provide therapy to. I know all of you have done some effed up stuff. Now, very messed let's up. Very all messed talk up. about it. And I'm going to sue you. <laughs> and like, yeah. no, 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 let's talk about it. But like, Arkham Tower is still like on its hind legs. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, this was, this was, this, this part here was during the height of Arkham Tower. Yes, before, it was. Before all the insanity hit. And like this, this might even be some of the first times we've really heard what Doctor Ware was really doing. Now, but then we turn, we turn right around, and Doctor Meridian's freaking one of the people being, you know, basically sentenced to death here. And like that, really, like, is she in on it? Is she not in on it? Yeah, that's that's the one that really bothered like, me about it. Was the how is she not in on it? Even though we've seen the whole entire time she was not in on it. But like Doctor Ware, give us a quick little crash course on Doctor Ware. Well, the whole thing with Doctor Ware is he's the one that set up Arkham Tower. But the whole thing was he was utilizing his personal friend, the Psycho Pirate, to control everybody's emotions because that's what Psycho Pirate does. He controls your emotions. If you're coming at him, he can stop you and basically be like, "Oh, you're happy," and then you're 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 happy. Yeah. You know, if you're angry, you're angry, and he can he can, but he can totally warp your emotions to fit his needs at that time. Now, and freaking, so they they people knew it, but people let it happen. But Doctor Meridian, who up until this time has been, uh, you know, obviously she was played by Nicole Kidman in Batman Forever. You know, everyone remembers that that line from the Riddler: "Oh, what a fine chase you must be." Oh, she's no Vicky Vale. You know, and then freaking, we haven't really, like, I think they brought her into Batman around the, um, the 500s, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong about that. 550. Um, like, they actually brought her in as a, as a character, but then dropped her pretty quickly. But they brought her back for this. But she was, like, she was, like, the person watching over all the, um... Like the person that the mayor had established to be his line of communication as far as whether Arkham Tower was working or not. But then all of a sudden she was apparently, in this issue, it was discovered that she was feeding information to the Riddler. But then Riddler apparently turned on her. Yeah. But it wasn't, but, but then it wasn't addressed. 
that the Riddler turned on her. She was just captured by the Riddler, as was Batman's current love interest, who's um, a judge. And like the, she, the, she recognized his voice. Remember, she yeah. recognized his voice. She caught yeah, it. But, and and the love interest fell into the river, and like. Like, there really wasn't enough exposition There's... to really dictate whether Dr. Meridian was really, you know, was she was she someone working with the Riddler? Was she someone that the Riddler was siphoning information from but without her knowledge? Oh, was she somebody freaking that, that he turned on? I'm calling Was this. she a sacrificial lamb? Does she have secrets? We have absolutely no idea she anything about Dr. Chase Meridian other than the fact that the Riddler got information from her and then, bam, there she is oh, being she, sacrificed. She has her secrets. Now, number one, this issue was 100% what we always preach to is the spaces in between. Uh-huh. Under no circumstances, what I, I thought that the other person, that when I saw the balancing scales, it would have been her mother. Mm-hmm. Not, not Chase's. Uh, what's her face's name? Deb Donovan's uh, daughter. Deb Donovan's daughter. I thought it would have been Deb, and not. That's not a fat joke, but like Chase is there, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Now we're about to keep in mind. This is this is something you and I have been complaining about since I want to say October when I called you okay. and said. Uh, word on the street is Tinian's quitting last Joker issues coming out in February. We have to save her every moment. And you're like, yeah, you're right. Now, it's way past that. We still have a little tiny bit of Tinian. Now. We got one more issue of Joker, brother, coming out next week. Oh, brother, it's going to be good. Brother. Or tomorrow. <laughs> but, like, the, the thing is, though, is that freaking, um, we've had nothing but setup story and failure. Like like the Arkham Tower story was decent. It was nothing compared. I actually, to I actually really enjoyed the Arkham Tower. I, did. I I thought that was really good. I did too. But we just came off like enjoying Arkham Tower was like getting together with an ex girlfriend. Or let me phrase that: Arkham Tower was like dating a girl that looks like our ex girlfriend, and is satiating us until we get to something better. And they made it pretty clear. Now we've got. Chase Meridian on the scales of justice, which is basically the freaking Statue of Liberty outside of freaking Gotham. Yeah. And Bat saves her. Like, he, he barely even beats up Riddler. <laughs> I don't even think he beats up Riddler. He gets, like, one good shot in. He gets a good, he gets, but, he, but he doesn't stop him. He doesn't chain him up. He doesn't, and under, like, like, there's every reason that he should probably arrest or fake arrest this guy and wait for the cops to come get him. Um, but then we've got, uh, what's it, Chase and Homegirl, what's her name? The judge's daughter. I always forget That's Caroline Donovan. Yeah, uh, and then we find out why she's doing what she's doing, and then we have that mysterious crash into the water, and she's smiling as she disappears into the water, and the thing that, like, hits hard is that Deb is being Deb. But, like, she's more dead than we've ever seen her before. And she says, she was my own daughter. Like, and you believe that about her? And he's like, she's like, I don't know what I believe anymore. All I know, even if she's alive, she's changed. And in a dark way, 
I hope I never see her again. She's washing her hands of her own daughter. Yeah. Like, this is really the first real issue since the takeover with Tinian leaving that I've really been kind of disappointed. Mm-mm. Like, this was real. Like, I thought this story was really going somewhere. Especially but, like, after what it we had really kind of comes show. off. Like, it's got a great premise. Like, the whole thought process of everybody's got their secrets, especially those in power. Like, I kind of feel like that really mimics a lot of modern society. Right. But at the same time, it's like. Like, she just kind of, like, Caroline just kind of accepts who she is. And, like, that just. Like, it kind of it kind of came off a little forced to me. Like, it did oh, come off. I, it wasn't until I killed a guy that I realized who I am as a person. And I'm just like, that just seems really, really... Like, I, I get the, the thought process. Especially... That, like, we have our own thing. Like, we, we all have others, like, our sides that we don't show the public. Like, I, I get that and I agree with that. Like, we all have... You know things we'd rather not have other people know, whatever whatever they constitute. Like it doesn't necessarily mean it's naturally wrong. It can be something where like you know I want this to be mine, you know. I but know. like I feel like freaking this was really like oh you know I did this and I like it. He he. Okay, I'm happy now. Like that seemed a little little over the top for me. I agree, especially the smile on her face as she's plunging to her death. Yeah. And like like she she's coming back. It just it seems like she has to come back at some point. But here's my dilemma on this right now is that we have okay. the flashpoint story going on and Two Face's wife, um again help me out with the, the name. The new Two Face basically in the new in the uh, Flashpoint universe. Yeah, she's smiling as she turns into Two Face, and mm-hmm. there, there's no repercussions, not yet. But at the same time, though, uh, considering and this is like a big deal for me, because how many times have I gone to Ed's, Uncle Ed's, and he's given me every poster I wanted for free because mm-hmm. he knows I decorate my studio with it, and yeah. and we pay good money there. But he's like, you can't have this one. That's why you're the 51 cent man. <laughs> Fuck you. Boom point for me. Um, no, I'm going to give you five on that one. <laughs> I'm down for that. I'm going to give you five on that one. Because I'm going to have you buy me that Uncanny the, X-Men the, freaking I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you five on that one because that was worth <laughs> every freaking penny. Um, okay. Is that I'm not going to take over that. We're gearing up to a bigger, a bigger better story. Now, uh, we just lost... Uh, one of our main characters, that Caroline Donovan. Yep, Caroline Donovan. Um, Deb Donovan. Before she really, I feel like, it, like I feel like this would really have been better if like, we'd had a year of her and Bruce together, other than one date. I agree. I like, agree. If, we, if we'd had a year of them getting to know each other and them getting to care about each other and built up to it, oh, 100%. and then to this, as opposed to like what. Three issues, maybe? And, and one date. Three issues and one date in the span of probably, one and probably in the span of like three hours. She recognizes mm-hmm. voice and she's like, I recognize your voice. It would, it would have had so much more impact. 
And yeah. and there probably been more repercussions for what she would have done when she realized what was going on. But exactly. uh, at, at the same time, though, um, I'm going to bring it back home again. Not Tinian. We, we've had yeah. a, we've had a bunch of ex girlfriends that are trying to look just like our ex. Uh, they're trying to act like them, and it, it's just we we're not having it. I mean, there's been a couple of good ones that were good, decent. There's been yeah. some that were great, but at the same time, freaking no, man. Um, at the same time, going on in Robin, and you're, you're talking about redemption stories. He's arguing like where he should go. We get the flashback. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to go with either of you. And but then when we get to present times, and he's like, "Hey, just tell me we're going." Oh, I wouldn't want to lose the surprise. And then we get something that really struck the harpsichord for me, man, was that, mm-hmm. like, there are so many books, so many movies that are over-utilizing Madripoor without flat-out calling it Madripoor. Yeah, no, and, I can see that. And this island is the opposite of Madripoor. Really? This island... Oh, so. Th- this island that him and Green Arrow's kid are planning on sustaining... Is uh, Connor Hawk is the island of lost wayward, uh, wayward sidekicks and or people that have had made hard choices and, and need a place to go, and I mean like the the artwork was great. It, it it wasn't. I mean the the fight with the clowns was fun, especially with like the eighty clowns pouring out the little Yugo. But like the, the, <laughs> that was the best part of the whole episode. That was great, and I, I agree. That. But really made me mad. What really made me mad about this is as they all pour out of the car, we've got the whole Bat family flying out of nowhere. He's not alone, and I'm and I'm like, get the freak out of town here, man. This is a Robin book. You've established him as a singular character already. And, and I, I I agree with you on that, but on the other hand, it totally makes sense if she if he's in Gotham, because the entirety of this book has been set up on this island or a couple other places, but very like until he if he comes to Gotham, he's family, and that <laughs> totally makes sense for what we're doing. And I agree, it makes sense, but at the same time, as a comic book that's trying to stand on its own legs as its without like. I'm surprised we we were this far <coughs> in a Robin book. Issue mm-hmm. fifteen. Yep. Like like. It's oh, by like, the way, the uh, real quick, I want to point out the uh, if you're looking for that, if you're looking for the Robin McFarland, the Colorado Springs comic, uh, comic Colorado Springs flea market has one. I've got the uh, Damien with the sword, but I don't have the new Robin ish. The new Robin uh, action figure where he's. They have this version of Robin, so I don't know which one that one is. Uh, I I prefer the one with the sword, uh, like just like the way I preferred getting my my uh, uh, Thomas Wayne with the mask and the two guns as opposed to the sword, like that one. Mm -hmm. But but here's the thing though, I get your point. That's a wonderful point. Yeah, he's in Gotham. Of course, he's gonna show up. But, like, Damien needs to be out of Gotham. And I'm glad that he's left and they're going to establish this island because, I mean, we already had the uh, home-driven straight past the freaking finish line, like, Grand Slam, Batman trusts him now. Uh, we mm-hmm. don't need to see the Bat family saving Robin. This this needs to be completely away from Gotham. Maybe a, a small tie-in with Blood, 
uh, Bloodhaven because uh, they're that close. But like, if the the more you add all these A-listers in this book, the more you're taking away from the freaking book because we've already gotten so far. We're already invested. We're already trusted. We don't need to have Batman on every issue or Talia Al Ghul to justify Robin's existence as a singular character or even a book we're buying on the side. Or even, it needs to be one of our... It, well, it, it has been you and I's... Like, you and I have never missed an issue of Robin. Yeah. But, but I, I completely agree with you. But on the other hand, I believe this is a book... This particular issue is set up so that other issues don't have to use Batman and Robin... Like, Batman and the Bat family as a crutch. Please. I believe this is a stopgap... I, to get to that point, like this so. is like we we see the Bat Family in one uh, one splash page, and then we see Batman. You know, we see Batman, Talia, and Damien in quite a bit of the book. And I agree, but it's all the setup that it's all that it's Damien making his own decisions as a as a man, I as, agree. A, as a young adult. But it also shows how insanely hardcore. Talia is because this whole time we see her that she is actually working with the DEO (laughs) to um, she's working with them so that they will leave her son alone and it really it really kind of highlights what Talia is willing to do for her son which is really something we haven't really seen a lot of no not at all so, so this is a tw- this is a tweener issue. Yeah, this is total. This is totally a setup issue to get to where we're going. But See, there's a lot of freaking Tali. Like, Tali has got a plan, but like Tali's plan is something she is holding very tightly to her chest. Now, while freaking while she's letting Robin or Damien do his own thing. Now, this is exactly playing into what you were saying about the last issue of Batman we were just talking about. Um, we're setting up a lot of chess pieces. I, mm-hmm. I was just so offended that we didn't need the Bat Family. But you're right; they need to show up. They're always going to show up when one of their own is in distress in mm-hmm. Gotham. But then we're also yeah. setting uh, up the stage that uh, Dr. Chase let Talia go. I don't think that's actually Dr. Chase. Let me see who that actually is. Let me look at the book here. You know, they they how did she get past you, Director Chase? Is she part of the DEO? You know, she's the one interrogating Talia at the beginning. Huh, yeah, that. yeah. So we're setting up corruption on Chase's stance uh, on a higher level. Uh, that, yeah, you're right. It is Director Chase. That's yeah, just 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 different iteration. That's of weird. I think that's maybe a last. I don't know. No, I, I'm, I'm thinking they're setting up something bigger with what she might have been hadn't been going, being therapist to all these jerks in uh, freaking Arkham Tower. But then um, I I want to go back to something very important you said, and, and you didn't realize you said it. Okay. You're talking about individual characters where they're absolutely insane bad guys. Mm-hmm. You remember how fun it was reading Wolverine during Uncanny and X-Men early 90s with legit new baddies that were exclusive to Wolverine. Patch, yeah. Patch, Shiva, 
freaking Albert. Cyber. Uh, yeah, Cyber, uh, Elise D, um, Lady Deathstrike. I mean, like, that. Like, I want to see something like that. And they have all the potential to do that, and they better not mm-hmm. screw it up because, like, the, like the, the, they're doing the opposite with what happened with Logan because all these people were his antagonists. But we've got Flatline. We've got... Um, Green Arrow's kid. We've got everyone that he experienced on the the death Mortal Kombat Island, that are his buddies, and yeah. he's got backup now. And yeah, we've got we got Damien and his little Barry Man of murderers. Yeah, and and they're 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 setting up the uh, Wayward Island for sidekick psycho murderers. Sidekick psychos. No, hundred percent. Did you ever see? Uh, did you ever read the Tick? Mm-hmm. When when. Uh, it was issue eleven when uh, they went to the uh, the big the city club, and uh, mm-hmm. Arthur got banned to the sidekick lounge. And he, <laughs> nice, and I know was, they read he, that one. He was not allowed to go into the main area, and mm-hmm. uh, the main area was full of parodies of like Punisher and Pyro and but and he the goes Death to, Man. <laughs> yes, and he goes in the sidekick lounge, and um, <laughs> it's all. Like, who are you guys? Oh, we're all 14, 13-year-old, pouty, bright-lipped male sidekicks of the people out there. And there's no chairs in this room. <laughs> there's a there's a There's a candy dispenser machine. And uh, what do you see in here? <laughs> we're, we're not allowed to be in there. And, like, oh, well, I'm not a sidekick. Yeah, you're a sidekick, dude. Like, what are you, a bunny? He's like, oh, I'm a moth. And, like... Why are you all fourteen to fifteen year old pouty lipped pouty red lipped fourteen year old boys? <laughs> and like, oh, that's just how the master likes it. <laughs> oh wow. And um it it's it, it was a parody of that. So I, I, I digress. Um what I'm saying is you're hundred percent correct and we're on the same wavelength we just never met at the right point that we need Robin bad guys, and this comic absolutely needs to be perpetuated. Don't freak out and say that, like, oh, Robin's now with his mom, and we're going to go back to issue number one. No, don't freaking do that to us. We've been invested for two years long. Give us his own rogues gallery. Let him meet up with the the fellas and the uh, fellows in Bloodhaven and Gotham every now and then, but let Robin carry his own merry band of freaking uh, rogues gallery. Bad guys, yeah. No, I, I didn't. In all honesty, I couldn't agree more. It would be great for Damien to get his own group of bad guys. Just like, that would be that would be amazing to have him have his. Why can't he have his own group? Like, there's several. Several comics running around this day and age that like it's like they don't have their own set of bad guys or they don't have enough bad guys to qualify as their own. And like Robin's kind of at the top of that list right now. Like the only the only like we've got we're fifteen issues in and like the only character they've really gone out of their way to introduce has been uh, Mother Soul, and which Flatline. is his which is his great grandmother. Agree. Like Flatline, Flatline's been cool, but like Flatline hasn't yet to really develop constitute a villain. Like they, I mean, like a lot of the other kids in the tournament, like XXL, for example, seem to like have really debuted, but like they don't really seem like bad guys. Like Connor Hawks got his own backstory. Yeah. 
Like he's a he's a green he's Green Arrow's son. Um, now, now, but like we really haven't had too many villains other than Mother Soul. Oh, I agree. Now, now to bring it home in this one is that Wolverine had a very small backstory before he had his own limited series, Frank Miller, Claremont, four issue. Then we get mm-hmm. to what we know. But Robin, Damien, has had mm, 12 years, at the very least, of backstory uh, introduced yeah. with, with Grant Morrison. And he's it's not just the baddies, but establishing, establishing himself... As a hero that needs to be wrangled in, like remember when in uh, freaking Batman and Robin, when uh, Dick did that crazy U-turn when he's driving with uh, freaking Gordon, like, well, who's watching Joker? Oh, Damien's watching Joker. I do actually remember that. Yeah. Just like, 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 what are you doing? What are you? And 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 he's beating him with a crowbar, and like, like establishing mm-hmm. the, the the early instances of, of everything he went through, becoming Damien, and that's yeah. what the, the end point like period was. Robin, the latest iteration of Robin was the period, and don't forget everything he did in Teen Titans, like oh. Uh, don't see so you. It. You would know more about Teen Titans than I did. I never, I never read Damien oh, and Teen Titans. So dude, it's all you. It was a please ignore all the screams from the basement. What's going on mm-hmm. in the basement? Even Crush was like, "What's all the screams from the basement?" Oh, don't worry about that. Oh, it's every, yeah. it's everyone we've uh, captured and stopped from crime, and uh, I've been torturing them viciously. Um, oh, jeez. And when they find out, it ends with the downfall of the Teen Titans, read by da- led by Damien, before they reestablished uh, Teen Titans Tower and the Academy. But uh, the Teen Titans, like Crush and um, uh, was it Rape? No, no. What's the Gypsy Chick? The one that comes out of the, the ring. The Jen, maybe. The Jen, yes. And he'd been lying to all of them. He he'd mm-hmm. even lied to Jen that he loved her. Oh wow! And they went pretty far, far enough for a teenage girl, girl to justify her homicidal means, and she finds out that he does, he doesn't give a GD about her. Oh geez, that's no point. Yeah, like he he went that far, like making those many mistakes, and then and then that story ended, and then we get to him breaking up with Batman. I'm out of here. We get the Mortal Kombat style thing, but um, mm-hmm. um, I'm just saying, development development of Damien as Robin should not be interrupted at all. Oh no, that's that that's the thing about him is we've had a consistent. I feel like we've had a consistent growth with Damien. Oh, 100 over the last you know x amount of years, and like that's the thing I feel like I, like. Personally, I kind of feel like we were missing with Tim Drake. Like Tim Drake's cool, but like I don't, I don't feel connected to him like I would to like a Damian Wayne. No, Tim Tim Drake getting to drive a Bat cycle or Bat Batmobile was like I guess he'd kind of be allowed. To yeah, he was smart enough to figure out Batman was Bat, or Bruce Wayne was Batman, and uh, you know Robin was originally Dick Grayson. And like, like maybe I didn't read enough, but like recollecting that stuff has been awesome. But like, I don't feel like I really read enough of it to really get a 
good feel about who Tim Drake was as a character. I agree. Um, I'm gonna take another uh, pee break if you don't mind. I'm down. And let's uh, let's do let's go straight into uh, Task Force Z because Task Force Z is our, another tweener issue. Yeah, definitely. Hundred percent. Sounds like a plan. Back on camera. We're a little tipsy. It's fucking minefields night. So f everyone else that doesn't understand what it's like to work twelve hours a day and. I'm straight up drunk at this point. Shit. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling. I'm that way too, man. Freaking. Uh, we've got just to remind you guys that aren't minefielders. We've got promos record this weekend. We got freaking Comic Con. We're meeting Jim Lee. Oh, the minefields will be lit. And we got Bridget. One like 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 the, the. We got Bridget. We got the recorders. We got Jim Lee, and we got freaking Grails to find. Grails, dude. Like like. Dude, I want my I want my freaking Amazing Spider-Man that 194. Mm. I want my Uncanny X-Men 190 or 101. I've already got 191. Dude, what, Dude what? If, I, if I get freaking if I can find a freaking giant size X-Men that is mine. Dude, I felt you can like find your freaking cry for Don one that is yours. Dude, I'll I'll, I'll be buying it, man. Freaking, uh, I was worried about like talking about it because fucking. Screw it, dude. Will it into existence, man. Will dude, it into existence. Will, will it, will it, will it, man. Freaking, um... You can trust... You you, tr- you believe in the hunt, the hunt will believe in you. Dude, we've always the believed... The hunt shall provide. Dude, we've always believed in the hunt. Like, 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 if it... If just to remind you, remember how many times I talked about getting Ultra? Mm-hmm. And, and, and... And there were, it was. You were checking... nobody but you. You were checking out, and you're like, you're done? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think I am, and I made a one little swoop, and there it was. And freaking, yep. I'm going to get my Weapon X, I'm going to find my Preachers, I'm going to find my Sandmans, and you're going to find... Oh, freak, man. Right, okay, so... Dude, I don't even remember what I was looking for at that point, freaking, because I didn't know I freaking... Yeah, but just it's just one of those things, man. You gotta trust the hunt. You gotta trust your bro. You like you, yeah. gotta, you gotta put it open and freaking just go get oh, my it. My Ostranders. Now, 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 minefielders. Um, there's one other thing we can spend a hundred dollars on, and this is not something you and I have talked about at all. Okay. Batman After Dark. The comic Comic Con Fan Expo because you can't call it Comic Con because those assholes and frick. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm one gonna, more for me. One more for you. Well, I'm, I'm gonna. I, I said it on purpose. Uh, in freaking San Diego, said you can't call it Comic Con because we own it. Nah. But freaking. That's why it's Fan Expo, suckers. Ryan Otley. Ryan Otley. And Acerillo. Nice. Now, here's the gimmick with that one. It's a two-hour okay. panel. It's a two-hour panel. If you sign up for the whole gimmick, you get a signed print from all of them, and they sign anything you want. Astarello will not sign more than one. It's in the freaking uh, fine print. He will not sign more than one Batman. And this is the title. I'm not getting dinged on this. He will not sign more than one Batman damned anything. 
Okay, I'll, I'll allow that. He will not sign more than one Batman down anything. Okay. But they're talking about... The, the whole gimmick of what they're talking about is building Gotham. And, and it's all of them, and they sign anything you want, three of each, and we get a signed print from every single one of them for $100. There's six of them. Okay. Ryan Otley's one of them. Invincible, current Amazing Spider-Man, or just Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, Amazing Spider-Man. But um, imagine two hours... Of discussion, like like, I would recommend us going to this. But the problem is, is that you and I, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like being in detention where we're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> and, True. And you and I are gonna be like, uh, absolutely not. Or like, uh, excuse me, I have a question. Did you not see your one? Um, or um, <laughs> um. We're not happy with this. Like, um, like, and, and then, and then the problem is, if, which is going to happen. And, well, mm-hmm. I, I wanted it to happen because I was hoping freaking Belander would be there. Yeah, we'd sneak in. That'd be nice. F- we'd sneak in a fifth, and we're like, uh, uh, question, question, uh, and I'm taking Abilita friendly liberties here. Um, what was it like writing Batman after Tinian when everything you wrote looked like dog shit? Oh. Uh, um. I'll allow it. Yeah, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, like mm-hmm. that, 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 that's perfectly acceptable. Like, what was it yeah. like when Tinian showed every one of you that you can't write or draw Batman, and we got Javier drawing it, and then now. Um. I know, right? <laughs> well, I'm not, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I think well, this is definitely a, or, 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 or the a fact conversation that, to be had when I'm a little bit more sober. Or, or no, no, I think this is the fact we just absolutely have when you're drunk as shit. Is the fact that uh, we've talked. I'm gonna about take that it. one though. I'm gonna take that one. <laughs> I had a pen. Is the fact that you're about to take over Batman? And you mm-hmm. and I have, for the past two years, talked about, like, man, dudes writing Daredevil ain't as good as Batman. <laughs> and then when they when we got... I, and I, like the, I, like, I like the Daredevil run. I love it, too. I, not, I do like me some Chips Zdarsky. I, I love Zdarsky. But the problem is, is that Bloodhaven got too good. Oh, Bloodhaven's amazing right now. Nightwing's been phenomenal for the last... Exactly. Exactly. Ever, ever since he came back from being Rick Grayson. Now, who's the main character of, of Daredevil since the Darcy has taken over? Is Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven, it's always been about the community. Yeah. It, it, it boiled down speaking to, of, to of the which, Do you have any dragon. idea how much the first appearance of Bitewing is? No. I've been. I, I. It randomly popped up in something I was watching real quick. It was. It's like thirty dollars now for the first appearance of Bitewing. Bitewing's one of so the best I, things. I, I, all, all I'm saying is we're that we're not the only ones that enjoy a freaking Bitewing as a character. No, I get that some like millennial marks will want that issue, but. Bitewing. Yeah, is, like I didn't. Legit. I didn't realize though. He's legit. I didn't realize till it was brought to my attention how uh, how much people enjoy Bitewing. How over Bitewing is. Oh, he's one hundred percent over. Or is it she? He is. Or is it Haley? Oh, she. She is Haley. Haley. 
Haley. Haley Bitewing. Um, you know, I did not. I personally did not realize oh, until freaking. Like, I think it's. If I remember correctly, her first appearance is Nightwing seventy eight, and that book on the regular apparently now is going for thirty dollars. That was a book that we got because we trusted in Nightwing, and and it goes back to everything we've told everyone since the beginning: is don't mm-hmm. be a freaking mark and only pay attention to the GD number ones. Yeah. You never you're know. Not, you're not wrong. You never know. But for for clarification, last time we went to All Seas, I picked up Venom number one, Lethal Protector, or Venom Lethal Protector number one, for thirty dollars. And now the first appearance of Bitewing is thirty dollars. Oh, and that's. And it also they also had um, Marvel presents Weapon X, the first appearance, the first. Time they referred to the Weapon X program, oh, I, if I, I recall. I, I that's also you, thirty bucks. I pointed out to you under the under the glass. I pointed out yeah. to you that's 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 the one, and mm-hmm. and I pointed out to you because it was so cheap, because that bothered me because like there's so many like speculation BS and mm-hmm. but the the real meat and potatoes of Logan is Weapon X, mm-hmm. hands hands down. Yep. Is is is. And but like because it's not a it's not a Wolverine number one like get out of here man and, yeah. and 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 get out of here that you like oh I don't care about this comic book but like the 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 one that should really be the the true Bitewing cherry is when Bitewing gets stolen. And oh yeah, that's, that's, whole, a, that's, a, that's an amazing book. That's the, like, we, we've talked about that in, in mass. Uh, in a in mass, in mass, like 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 they stole the dog. And like mm-hmm. uh, my my homie at work was like, uh, do you ever see those uh, memes that are like uh, Thanos snaps his fingers, but John Wick's dog disappears, and like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and then Thanos is effed. Um, well, we yep. like like it, it just back to the point at hand. Question is perfected, but no. never understand. Um, yep. Don't uh, steal a man's dog. Don't mess with a man's dog. They, they, they stole his dog, and it was like the the, the repercussions um, of getting the dog back were some of the best splash pages. Like it should have been unfolded. Like the, the the middle pages, the middle page should have been like unfolded like a map of watching. Yeah, just uh, them chasing down uh, the dog. Like it should have been. And like, they sent the truck with the dog in it. it. It like that that splash page was a missed opportunity. It should have expanded this far. And buy two of them to pin the one you want on the wall, and then keep your other one cherry. Uh, I can completely, I can completely agree with you on that. I think that would be amazing for them to utilize that. The bike chase and uh, the freaking graphic all over, just all over Bloodhaven. Yeah, all over Bloodhaven, man. Like, like, or just the whole thing being a a full out poster thing, like just like eight. It's all like Babs's computer as she's like following the truck, the van. While Dick is actually on top of the van or right behind the oh, van, oh, I can 100%, see that. One hundred percent. But uh, back to Robin is establishing himself as his main character. Bloodhaven mm-hmm. established self; it set itself as its own character in very little amount of space. Yeah. Bloodhaven is like if 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 you and I get out of the springs, we're gonna find a Bloodhaven. Yeah. We're gonna find a Bloodhaven, and it it the the speculator market, it be damned. Like how dare you? And don't count that one because that's that's different. Um, freaking how dare you 
just focus on issue number ones and not take risks on 87 or 23 or yeah, 78. Yeah, like because it's not the number one, it's it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, screw you yeah. all you speculators. That, that, that's the thing, man. Freaking like, I don't think enough people freaking pick thought process into runs. Like, I'm a big personally, I'm a huge run guy. Like, I love the fact, like, I've had I have every Batman. Every detective comic since the new Fifty Two started, and I've got like I've I've got previous ones, and I'm like I'm trying to bring them together to that point. But like that is a huge thing for me is having that. Like currently, my currently my big, my big venture, like my personal one, I'm really trying to get is I want every Uncanny X Men from issue ninety four through issue 544 and yeah. I am currently that's, 16 issues away from being done. That's never happening. You know you know why it's never happening? Because <clears throat> we're getting you number one. Oh yeah, well, if we do it, I can find Giant no, Sex number we're, one, that is no, the grail. No, no, not, not just your grail. Not just your grail. We're getting you one through all of them. Dude, if I get that, that'd be freaking un, it, it, I like un, unfeasible to me. No, I'd be amazing. Then how? If you say that, you're betraying the hunt. If you say that out loud again and say it meaningful, that you mean it, mm-hmm. then it's never happening, and you're betraying the hunt. The hunt has always, always been ferocious. There has never been a time that you and I. Have not had for a shunt. So if you ever say out loud ever again, I'm gonna give you one mulligan, one mulligan on this one, <laughs> that you're not oh, gonna I've... get uncanny one through. And I don't, I don't give you a GD if you don't have Bill Gates money. We're gonna get you your X Men number one, and I will have, and 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 minefielders. I don't want that sort of run. It'd be cool to have a couple of key issues, but that's mm-hmm. what's important to him. And every time I'm looking for something, like, have you ever been at a comic store and your homie just randomly handed you first appearance of Hush? Or first appearance of, of uh, freaking Forge? Or for a dollar. For a dollar. <laughs> for a dollar. Or made, or, or that, or, or, or that. Now, I, I think this is the perfect example of the hunt. We are making that hard left. I'm sorry, hard hard right. That we've made two U-turns mm-hmm. because we missed the the hard right in Amarillo. The first okay. one we missed. We were talking about first appearance of Strife. Yeah. And we were like, which one's that? We look it up. We find it, figure it out, and freaking eighty six. Yeah, and freaking they had three of them for like six fifteen. Nine and then um, next thing we know, next time we go back next month, the one we didn't buy is in the case for ninety dollars. <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, like when he when we asked about it, he's like, "I think we have it." And you practically shoved me to the side. <laughs> Sneakers all. I did. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Sneakers using, using my smaller stature to my advantage. Hey, I wanted you to have it. I, I wanted you to have it, but like I knew uh, I, but that was the same day. And if I had not let you do what you needed to do, I never would have found my ultra. 
That's true. I never would have found my Ultra, and that's the same day I got my McFarlane G.I. Joe uh, my front G.I. Joe cover and all the mm-hmm. missing issues of the girls that he did not have. And, yeah. and uh, trust the hunt. So never say you're not going to have issues one because we're going to get to that for you, brother. I'm going to, we're, we're going to find my preachers. We're going to find my freaking Sandmans and we're going to find my weapon X's and we're going to find your, your grail. But if, uh, we find your grail, we gotta leave. Yeah, we 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 gotta leave, and, and that's not a uh, a joke. That's like uh, we need to go eat a forty fifty dollar steak, uh, marinated. Yeah, that that's it for a ten dollar burger. I'm not even gonna lie, just some just some good. Mm. You know, you're correct because eating a expensive steak is not our style. We, that's we, true, man. We, we we can go to Red Robins, get the freaking yeah. unlimited fries. Yeah, dude, that's what that's what's gonna burger. happen. That's what it happened. Bruce, oh, give me some, give me some, give me some, give me some. If we find your grill, we find our my grill. We go to freaking Red Robin and get the unlimited fries and just sit and chill because, like, and we look into each other's eyes and we're like, yum, yum. Freaking, <laughs> freaking! Bring us more fries. We we've got a couple more hours. We're we're chilling. Like we gotta make sure the FBI is not looking after us because we just robbed someone because they sold us something for way too cheap. Just give us some time to freaking chill. We gotta meet Jim Lee first. Oh, we're meeting Jim Lee immediately. <laughs> All right. Yep. We're, we're meeting Jim Lee immediately. But freaking, oh, yeah. we got a couple more comments to go through. That we do. We got a Task Force Z number nine. Coming now, up. this one, I gotta say, um, really, I uh, was hoping that um, you'd read it. Obviously, you mm-hmm. But the other time is, is before we started the story, was you and I talked about uh, uh, last, um, last Minefields. I was telling you about getting to coach people and then the trials and tribulations of getting to know them and how to correctly coach them. And then mm-hmm. when you were telling me about like some of the BS you had to coach people about, that was kind of BS. But this issue is like some inter-team make, like freaking... This, this is finally... You and I have talked about building teams, being a leader, and mm-hmm. Red Hood is finally trying to be a leader and he is effing up <laughs> well that's the thing about red hood like like the entirety of this issue is really whether or not red hood's playing for the wrong team or not like he's got like we start out and it's freaking him and spoiler sitting here with coffee and she's just like i'm just getting you coffee man like that's all i'm trying to do like, I'm not trying to do anything more than give you coffee because, hey, you know, we've been through some stuff together and freaking, like, let me let me help you out, like, throughout everything else. She's got his back. And then freaking um, Madam Crow and KGB show up. And they're freaking, they're obviously zombified. And spoiler heads out. She's like, this is, you know, at the end of the line, at the end, she's like, this is me being a friend. You know, you're, and she just like looks at him. She's like, "You're better than this," and like that seems to be the whole thought process of the Bat Family. Is like, 
like we've all had those friends over the years or we've been those friends of like why are you hanging out with this guy yeah like we've 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 you know we've we've all been outcast at one point or another for the most part, you know, and like that's really like this really shows as far as the bat family goes, red hood's the outcast, like he's the one that doesn't belong that doesn't make sense like. Why? Like you're legit. Like he's legitimately hanging out with zombies that are bad guys, murderers, or worse. Way worse. And like, like the other, like the other member of the Bat Family looked down on him. That's not fair. Yeah, it's 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 really not. Like he's got his reasons for doing this, and like. They might not necessarily be right. They might not necessarily be wrong, but they're his reasons for doing it. And like freaking, you know. But that's but but you know, to his credit, whether it's necessarily right or wrong, because like it's not you know maybe it's not our place to say. Maybe as the readers, they like the the uh, people that write the story want us to think one way or the other. Or maybe it's like, you know, if we were younger, we would think, oh, he's definitely right. Maybe if we're older, maybe he's definitely wrong. Right. right. But, like, see where going. at this point in the game, he's free. He, is the, he is the obvious outsider of the Bat family. And he also like is the, poisoned with something we don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, the only other person really... And not even necessarily on the outs with the Bat Family. Obviously, it would be Damien. But, like, he seems to have Batman's blessing. Like, that's that's his blood son. Jason is somebody he adopted, basically. You know, he took him in as his ward. You know, and Jason's always kind of been the outcast of it. Jason's and, like, this, been... this whole story dictates that Jason is the outcast. Of the Bat Family. And dealing with the fact that he's the only DC character that they've ever, other than Dead Man, that, or Spectre, that they is, they have been in some serious situations uh, to the point, but we've never seen that with Dead Man. We've never seen that with any of the mm-hmm. guys, like where he's trying to form a team with Harvey, and Harvey's like, yo, found a new HQ. Come by. <laughs> I don't trust that either. Uh, and then we've got um, my favorite thing about it is that uh, my favorite of anything, and you put this on paper, my favorite any story is a mad scientist story. Mm-hmm. And we got Doctor Bloom. We <laughs> got Doctor Bloom. Oh, dude, Mister Bloom. Mister Bloom is an interesting character because he like. He was kind of a throwaway character from, like, the New 52. Right. And somebody just happened to remember who he was. <laughs> but, like, they brought Kurt Connors back from the dead. They brought Manbat back from the dead. And apparently, like, the whole joke has always been if we give them enough Lazarus resin, they will come back to life fully. And that's what they did with Dr. Connors. Or Dr. Uh, Kurt Langstrom, pardon me. Yeah. I'm thinking the freaking lizard from Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally in but, the same vib- but yeah, vibration. He, 
Yeah, he brought him back from the dead. Gave him enough Lazarus resin because he's in with the lady that runs freaking Powers Inc. Basically, or Derek Powers Incorporated, whatever they refer to the business as. I love that they you know, see but, Powers eating that sandwich. Like, yeah, the, 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 like that was actually a big deal for me. Was like him just eating a sandwich. Um, yeah, because he, he's not dead anymore. He's freaking Kurt Langstrom, and he's alive. Agreed. It was mayo you know. on his face, a little bit of lettuce, and he's like, oh, yeah, I used to be that guy. Uh, wait, what, what What about my decapitated head? Uh, and Bloom's like, hey, can I get, like, an official freaking uh, uh, logo here, uh, patch, uh, name tag? Like, <laughs> they're like, nah, yeah, dog. It would make me feel more official, basically, is what he's saying. Even though he's... And, like, that's the thing, is, like, you can tell Bloom's a little bit crazy. Like, he's kind of like, he's kind of like Marvel's equivalent, or DC's equivalent of Mr. Sinister right now, where he's kind of crazy. Oh, we should go And, like, but he's fun. And, and, like, of all the characters in this book, he's the the most likely to be like, I'm going to do something crazy. Now, so we just kind of you, you're just kind of sitting there with nervous anticipation. It's like when you like as as a guy that uh, works in the pharmacy, I give a lot of I, I give a lot of shots. And fun like not necessarily fun fact, but we've talked about it previously off camera. Josh, you're uh, you're not the biggest fan of getting shots, correct? Oh, dude, I'm like like uh, put in perspective. Uh, I have no tattoos. Age actually mm-hmm. gave me. Um, some tattooed crema the other day he's like this will help your tattoos and i was like i don't have any tattoos and he's like the hell you don't and i'm like i have no tattoos i've got a lot of scars because i used to be a cutter when i was a kid and he's like oh mm-hmm. well crap man like i was just trying to be helpful and then, you know, i'm like no no no, no. You're, no i appreciate it but like people look at me with long hair they expect me to have tattoos but when it comes to needles under no circumstances yeah, and that's the re- that, that's the thing I'm going about. It's not necessarily like my like from being a guy that give like I give vaccines, I give the COVID vaccine, I give shing- uh, shingles shots, Tdap shots, whatever. But like nine times out of ten, with people overall, like what the point I'm getting at is, it's not necessarily the shot itself that's the issue. It's the fear of getting it's the it's the thought of getting the shot. Yes. it's the anticipation of the shot. That's the part that actually scares people like the actual shot for the most part it's not necessarily always true but the anticipation of the shot is so much worse than actually getting the shot itself you are so you were so right uh the 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 biggest major surgery i ever had was um getting knee surgery and um they Mm -hmm. knew me in the room that well they i've got i'm in the stretcher and uh freaking the doctor that's going to operate me comes in and he's like, "Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna trim down your meniscus, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and put your IV in." Now, it wasn't the pain of the IV. Like, like I just mm-hmm. got my knee kicked out from under me and heard the snap. Yeah. Felt the pain, mm-hmm. and um, I got the, the worst pain was that I was wearing my lo- lucky soccer socks that were under my uh, shin heads and uh, covered in blood. Mm-hmm. My mom saw them cu- peel them off of me. <laughs> and, uh, but um, 
he pulls the shot out of his pocket. He didn't go to a drawer. He pulled it out of his pocket, and I was like, "No, I, I needed the time of you going to your your drawer, <laughs> but you you pulled it out of your pocket. He had it in his mm-hmm. freaking pocket, and and there he put the IV in me, and and he was gonna stab me with something else, and he was gonna stab something that wouldn't. It it wasn't even something that was. He was plugging into something that was already plugged into me, and when he did that. Uh, I I threw my hands back so far that I rolled back the 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 thing I was on, and the stretcher. The yeah, and I pulled off, and two dudes held me down. Yeah, and I was like, "When's, this, yeah, that's, when's that's this gonna the, work?" That's... And, and he was mm-hmm. like, "Just give it a second. It wasn't it wasn't the needle going in. It was the anticipation." You were hundred yeah. percent correct. It was in. There's anticipated pain in all of this. It, it like, like we we've already seen Man Bat's head on a baby, and you were mm-hmm. so. And I really appreciate the analogy on that one because that the fear of the needle going in is way worse than what happens afterwards. And yeah, good. Good point, man. But at the same time, man. Yeah, I don't have to. And that's my that's, the, that's the thing. Dude. It's not necessarily what's happening. It's the thought that it's going to happen that really, that really screws with you in your head. Is like, oh my god, this is gonna hurt so badly. Oh my god, oh it's already over. Okay, cool. Like the actual thing doesn't take so long, but it's freaking that thought process of oh my god, this is gonna happen, or oh my god, I'm gonna be, it's gonna hurt so badly, and like that's. That's what a lot of what we're leading towards is with Mr. Bloom is that like he's going to go crazy at some point on somebody. Oh, he's gonna, he absolutely, like, he, he's the like we've talked before about uh Tully Blanchard and the Four Horsemen. Like, he talked about how he was the uh, the ignition to the car, you know, all these other guys were like these insane wrestlers, but Tully was what really set that that starter off he was he you was know, he, the, he yeah. was he was what freaking really like he was the uh i'm missing the word at the moment the uh well what what, what are you thinking about it um when I was, he, he was like the thing he was like it was like a stick of dynamite and he's like what was you know the starter when point. you start when you light it on fire he's like point. he's he's what lit it on fire and then bam it exploded now you know, this and that's what Doctor Bloom is. Doctor Bloom is working for his own means. Like he's doing his own thing, and you know, at some point, he's going to screw over somebody. Oh, literally! And no, man, you can't wait for that. Now, help me out with this splash page at the end. Guess, guys, seriously, what's the thing? Help me out with this splash page because, like, uh, during the issue, allowed. Uh, uh, Low frequency yeah, they end, yeah, during the issue, they end up going into this room, and they find find Sundowner, who's been, like, the uh, her her physical form's been killed, but once they turn the lights out, she's still Sundowner. In, in the, uh, in the, uh, and she comes out, and she just destroys a lot of people. She didn't, like, they end up setting Solomon Grundy on fire. 
just to freaking get enough light to turn her back into her human form. And she's end up she's carrying uh, uh, Solomon Grundy while on fire is freaking setting out uh, freaking setting out uh, carrying out her dead uh, sun uh, sundowner's dead body keeping, keeping her away from the the light. But like the 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 scene where like they're in, like finally injecting it with everyone and everybody with the the new resin and still confusion considering what's going on with the uh, black timeline. Um, mm-hmm. What confuses me, and I, I love the fact that Bloom is like still being like, "Hey, don't wait, your turn's next." Uh, is that Bane took off after the high pitched screeching, bought them their moment where they uh, get their uh, secret lair uh, for like what two grand a month, and but then uh, yeah, dropped it down from eight grand to two grand. Bloom's homegirls like he, which was hilarious. Oh, that was, like the negotiations were very, very, very patient. Yeah, and so he's trying to buy the uh, rent the building from Black Mask, and yeah, he's but, you know he's he's trying to charge him a stupid amount of money. Flash and then points. freaking they end up you know next thing you know it's down to two grand. I love that it's always raining in, in where they are, but like if I'm not mistaken, when Bloom's like, yeah, here's your next guy. Because he's like, yeah, uh, you can be nice to these guys all you want, but one of them is downstairs. What if one of them is downstairs again and wants to break everyone's necks? Just like what could have happened with Two-Face three issues ago. Now, we've got what confuses me, if, if you don't mind, um, this splash page at the end has been floating. Go to the splash page at the end. His mm-hmm. feet, his 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 feet are pointed down. He's not on some freaking uh, um, edge of the roof. He's floating. Yeah, no, he's floating in and of himself. With spider webs on him, and already not even spider webs. That's the uh, that's the net they shot on him earlier in the issue. Oh yeah, you're right. So like that dictates that it is the the real Bane. But yeah, now we got Doctor Bloom, and um, she's a member of the Powers family. She's in charge of the, you know, Powers Inc. right now. But she's freaking. Yeah, we turn around and we see Bane just standing there, like you said, he's floating with that same net they tried to shoot at him earlier in the issue. And he's Doctor Bloom is just like, or Mister Bloom is just like, why don't you ask him yourself? And like that's could have been a big. A big thing that we've talked about with Bane is that, like in Joker, Bane's very much alive. A day he was supposed to be well, dead. Well, in this, in in Task Force Z, Bane's obviously a zombie, and like freaking, we haven't really hit on that too much as far as continuity goes. No, but you know, because we're not, we're gonna, maybe it's just issue pre- like. In there, he's live. Like maybe it's still, not a continuity thing. Continuity is so good. Like uh, I'm trusting it, considering for the past two years, everything always ties in. Um, yeah, we got you know them, them freaking you know re- giving more resin to all the other zombies, but at the same time, we've got Bane over here with with Mister Bloom and Ms. Uh, Powers, and we're not really sure what's gonna happen with Bane. Like, has Bane switched sides? Is Bane a double agent? You know, does Bane have the thought process able to do that since he's a zombie? We really don't know. 
the, the questions need to be asked and everything that's going on right now is painful and I, I, I get it especially from the uh, the mad scientist point of view where he doesn't give a GD when it comes to who he's torturing and yep. oh, I found this little kid that might be yours oh don't worry about him uh, yeah I've been looking through your secret files but I've seen him before you're not supposed to yeah but that's okay uh, let me get my name tag, but even then, I got even something better than you. How about the fact yeah. that you weren't paying attention, that Two-Face strolled into our friggin' downtown at HQ with no backup, and um, we let him walk out? Yeah. And uh, no, definitely. we should probably do something about that. Well, screw you, Bloom. And uh, yeah, yeah he, he always responds kind of like, yeah, he'd probably screw me. But um, I got another but plan what, and some other ideas. You got a lot of really fun toys here. A yeah. lot. And that's, of really the, thing fun with, toys that's here. the thing with Bloom is he's freaking. Yeah, he's playing both sides. Oh. Like, we don't really know where Absolutely. Bloom stands. We don't know why Bloom stands. I think Bloom's just having fun more than anything else, and that's dangerous because he doesn't care. He doesn't care. No, not at least, but not. so it, it's like of all the characters in this book so far, Bloom is by far the most interesting. Which is for a character that has previous uh, prior to Task Force Z, Doc, you know, Mister Bloom hasn't mattered. So I'm loving the fact that they're doing that with Mister Bloom. Good, just a good freaking mad scientist story, man. And yeah, and that's what we need. Uh, it's it, good. It's everything we need, man. It, it, it's completely against like everything that's going on in Bloodhaven and in Gotham, and uh, what's going on. It's just crazy fun. Crazy fun. I I I hope that everything ends in Halloween. Yep. Like give us like, like. I've been preaching to you for uh, Secret Six for quite a long time, but they haven't had mm -hmm. anything like this. But if they end on Halloween, it's a missed opportunity. It, it's Definitely. Been, it's been going since our last Halloween. And yep. No pun intended. Time out. This transmission is over, and this is dangerous.